Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. I'm recently single and I'm looking to upgrade my soap game or something. How do I get in touch with the guy with the soap that has the hole in it? You're the best piece of soap I ever had. I was there and I came down and sat with you, uh, Andy, Eric, and uh, Paul. Vaguely remember it. Um, you know, uh, more the lunch than you, but... Okay. <laughs> Is this what happened when, like, the flu first became a thing? I think it did. Back in... Fred was alive. People were dying. Yeah. Well, you survived, sir. Yeah, White people don't wash their, their legs. On every day. Day. Okay. <laughs> what? Am I too fat to balance on one foot? Is that what you're trying to say? If I live by myself, I could be convinced to still use bar soap. Otherwise, I don't want Fred's ass on my face. <laughs> the bottom line is... They're either going to win or they're going to lose football games. Like, they're either going to have a winning I, record. I couldn't or possibly gonna... agree with that more, Fred. <laughs> this is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. Welcome back to another episode of Patriots Unfiltered. The boss man, Fred, is on vacation. So I am the captain now. Just I kidding. am your father. <laughs> you need an all right. That's that's Fred's little. Well, right. not, not not like a Slater all right, but like a all that's right. All right. We're back. <laughs> we, we, we just started. Where do we Fred? go? The show could get off the when rails Alex real quick. When Alex said that, it reminded me of your parents go out of town. And you're like, okay, like let's have a party. Well, I was thinking, I wasn't like that. Did you notice how yeah. professional the voice was coming? It was. In? All right, we're back for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> intro. I practiced. <laughs> this is my first time hosting anything. Well, so Fred it practices like all the time. And you see what today. good that does him. <laughs> all right, I'm here with full Mike. house. Full house. We have Mike. We have Tamara. We have Matisse, and we have Paul. Matisse of the draft podcast. Yes, we thought Matisse uh, nailed two of the draft picks with with Thornton and and Marcus Jones. So we said, eh, why don't you come down?" Yeah, what did you think of them, Matisse? What was your? Can you can you recall your uh, your analysis? Very of the, uh, uh, very versatile, and you can't <laughs> teach speed. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's why we had to have him back. Yeah. I mean, he's not did the best color guy in the business. <laughs> the wrist size in your yeah your did that get did that get through I your analysis not, you missed i don't believe we that. got into the wrist until the uh the actual draft day remember yeah, yeah. and so we started why? talking about that is that a thing wrist size is that a thing it's well, measured at the combine so evidently. apparently you can tell everybody who read dame brugler's the beast because then like even with uh with cole strange the questions were like you know i mean he wears that single uh, you know face mask bar and Which I really remember that whole thing and we're yeah. like Oh what yeah! Everybody wears on that team was wearing the I same. I can show you TJ's helmet right now. He's right. got a similar one. But just because Dane Brugler put it in, and clearly after they drafted him, everybody ran to that and read it and was like, "Oh, you know," and then and then glommed onto it. But anyway, it's just like a perfect example of like no one does the work; they just regurgitate right? everything the first guy says. Oh, it's. I mean, and that's you know I, that's what the draft is to a large part. I mean, especially when you're doing it kind of for fun. But I mean, I try to watch the guys, but it's so easy to just kind of parrot something you just heard. You know, that's. That's a lot of the draft analysis out there. And, I mean, s- certainly guys like Dane Brugler put a ton of work into it. So their opinion is valid, and it's it's good to have. But it's just funny when you know exactly two minutes after they draft a guy exactly what everybody ran to and read and is now asking about. And it's, uh, you know, so just kind of obvious. But, you know, it's a draft. Did you take a victory lap, Matisse? Uh, just a little one. For he kept, ty- he kept for like, slipping one. it in. Just yeah, say no. Just say no. I got to let you know. I was hard. I mean, this was my first year. No, no, I didn't hit anybody. I was gonna say, I you know, someone nobody. puts together a big board yep. of like fifty guys. He didn't yep. get any of them. Yep. So first time, that, that, that would be you. Attached, yep. and I got yep. my heart broken a couple of times. So yeah, 
That's, I you don't can't think get I've f- gotten one right for a while. Yeah, you can't get attached. I had a little stretch there with Ty Warren and Tabucky Jones and Chandler Jones, and it's kind of gone cold for a while. <laughs> I definitely got Not coincidentally, the, the Patriots have gone cold in the draft during that's that That's right. Time, so. If they had just taken the guys that I like, that's why I'm, I'm not high on this class. They didn't like any of my guys, so <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out for you, Patriots. But I got attached to a few. Oh, it was people from so Virginia cool. Tech. Florida State guy. <laughs> Florida State. Oh, Florida State defensive yeah, lineman that the yeah. Jets got, who Jermaine I already Johnson. forget. Yeah. yeah. I told yeah. you. Jermaine. Last chance you. Jones. Jermaine Johnson. 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 Jermaine Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was, Him. I was, yeah. it was so close. Oh, remember the whole, the whole first round, Tamara was like, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. She was and we're going to trade yeah. down. Yeah. And then we had that guy calling. who's like, if they take a guard, I'm going to kill myself. We need to check up on him. Patriots did. Guard. Did we get a wellness Cole Strange. Yes, we did. We did send someone did. over. Said, yeah, wellness check. Get him, make sure he's all right. He didn't throw himself off the bridge. But as always, yeah. if you're feeling upset, please call the suicide hotline. <laughs> well, that's right. Goes, she goes to the professional voice again for there the you PSA. <laughs> I'll break it out sometime. But I will say, <laughs> to Cole Strange's defense, I really like him. He's great. I mean, I think he's great. You know, I just I <laughs> can't you, believe you. It. Okay, you just you <laughs> that just he went to five guys. <laughs> that's like fine dad. <laughs> we should you do a definitely where we go just to five pulled a Brian Kelly with. That accent that you <laughs> right. just did. Right. Oh, he got great you. reference. Was, you he go. did. There Straight you go. out of Everett. <laughs> yeah. Out the like, <laughs> that was so funny. <sighs> there are a lot of people I, in Everett with, with uh, those He accents. was born like 10 minutes away from my house, and he's like talking about his family. <laughs> he went yes. to Waffle House for the first time <laughs> yeah. and then went there and was like, yes. Just, they did the TikTok with the signee, and he didn't sign with LSU. Yes, <laughs> the dancing oh, that yeah. that can't happen again. It's not going <laughs> that, that can't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Tamara's holding her head. <laughs> One and done. <laughs> Let that be the example for all. Yes. So what do we got? Do we have anything today? I don't think so. I mean, I think uh, you know, Jura, so that's soap uh, with a uh, Julian Damian Gettleman. Harris got a new dog. <laughs> oh well, there you go. So cute. What's the breed? Blink. I don't remember. <laughs> blink, blink. But and and he so had. Damian Harris's dog had a play date with Mac Jones's dog. Oh, oh my cute. god! It, go. it was <laughs> so cute. Hey. So cute. No sniffing heinies. So cute. All right. Isn't his so pup's name Mersey? Mac Jones. I think puppy. so. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's that's Alex's department. I think. <sighs> what do we think, Paul? <laughs> I have diagrams of the depth chart. Alex has like you diagrams of dogs. You cannot go. <laughs> you cannot go wrong with puppies and babies. Mm-mm. Like oh. Well, unless you have to raise them yourself. And then I think that was like when I, s- I sat down with Stacey James when I first got here and he was like, yeah, just like always lean towards puppies and babies. People love that. It's like, okay. They do. Except for the people that have to raise them and do all the work and they're great on like the Instagram pictures, but you know, we're lot, in there me, doing the nitty gritty. Jaylen, I know. Speaking and of Jalen Mills, who we were discussing problems. before, he has some great Danes. Yes. And also Jalen Mills Giant. is going to be a Multiple? father as well. Multiple soon. great Danes. Two or three. Who's that? Who's going to be a dad to? Jalen. Jalen's going to be mm-hmm. a dad. Oh, better He's keep the baby away from those giant dogs. Why? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I mean. One bite. I'm with Paul on this. Like, I get, I'm not, like, totally comfortable around dogs. Like, I just. Like, Even little ones? Uh, you know, they're, little ones, ones are, are fine. But what? No, they're not. <laughs> they're I love Shih Tzus. They're my favorite. I would not be comfortable with a baby around a giant dog. That would make me. That See, would freak I me out. I'd be perpetually nervous. Yeah, me too. That. Hmm? No, but that great Dane is going to defend your baby better than anything I d- else I, in the world. That's great in theory, but until he tells me that and promises it in human language words, then I don't like, <laughs> I'm like, he's a dog. At any second, he could flip and just start biting stuff. Okay, like, I know. will say I don't like Rottweilers or Pitbulls. I don't like either Which one of Which are dogs that are mm-hmm. like that, right? I don't like I've those. had a Rottweiler and I we like used to hang, it was me and my three siblings all under the age of seven when we had yeah. this Rottweiler. And we used to hang on her and pull her tail. And she had every reason to bite my head off. Yeah. And she never did. Yeah. She loved me. It was all fine she until missed. she ate your brother. Hmm? Yeah. She missed. 
No. She took a swipe. She never even tried. <laughs> you were too she quick. Never even tried. <laughs> well, it was funny when I started dating my wife. She had this dog named Jimmy that was a rescue. And the first time I went over to the house to meet the family, they're like, "Just, just don't look Jimmy in the eyes." <laughs> like that was their first like tip to me. Um, oh man. And so then, like later in the evening, they they had to put the dog outside, and like I was at the door looking through the window at the dog, and the dog was like both paws up teeth bared looking at me like it wanted to murder me uh never got on the dog also had bitten her brother in the face once so this is all just feeding into i didn't grow up with dogs yeah i know if you grew up with a dog and you're a little kid and you're like this is like my my sibling basically i get it as a woman too there's nothing better than like being able to go for a walk by yourself because you have a giant giant, scary ass yeah i have like i have a golden retriever He's huge. Oh, he's very tall, but he's so big <laughs> yeah. that people are a little apprehensive. So he wouldn't hurt a fly. I oh. could definitely. But when see people that. walk yeah. by me and are like, "Is he mean?" I'm like, "Yes, very. Be- <laughs> you should stay back." He like bites. some creepy guy comes up to you like, "Hey, yes. how's it going?" <laughs> yes, my dog is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he looks like a nice golden retriever. Well, golden retrievers though, that's like the standard of dogs that like you can't really be afraid of. Like I don't think I would be afraid of. A golden yeah, retriever. I wouldn't that's say like, I'm anti-dog. But I'm just sort of uncomfortable. I, I'm indifferent. I'm right. in the middle. Yeah. I like small dogs. They're just so cute. Lap dogs, as you call them. Big dogs can be lap dogs. Mm, no, <laughs> no. Nobody's got a dog story like teeth. It's like every day I come in. It's something like dog new. soap opera. The dog swallowed something. She, she swallowed, dog ate my homework. Swallowed a Bud Light bottle cap. That was a dog quick $3,000. <gasps> oh, yeah. One oh, of our first yes. conversations was you talking about bringing your dog to the bed. Oh, yeah. yeah. I will say that one of that. our dogs stole my mom's credit card. Like she dropped she, it. What did they buy? That's funny. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> the moral of the story is dogs are very much like my son, Will. Yeah. Right? They, they cause all the stories. They steal credit cards. Uh, what else? We have bottle caps? Oh, Bud Light, Bud Light bottle caps. Fred, <laughs> Will. Fred's yeah. dog cleaned his hands after he chicken oh, wings. Do you oh, remember that? That? I just, that, that? That was just so just disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> just like so disturbing. Dangles the hand dangles off of the throat. Oh story? The curse story. No. When he eats buffalo wings at home. Oh God. He just he finishes the wings and then he just dangles his hands down and lets the dog <laughs> clean his hands for him. I hope he washes them after. <laughs> oh nope. my God. No, it was not clear. Right that here. was not made clear. So no. I don't know. There you go. Correct. Correct. <laughs> the last thing I want to visualize. Dog yeah. cleaning your yeah. hands. Dog cleaning your hands. Yes. But that's another thing that, like, to some people it's gross, but, like, if it's your dog, right, you're like, I love my dogs licking me. I'm sorry. Speaking of dogs and hygiene, people have a thing about putting, letting dogs, like, sleep in their bed. Like, dogs, remember, they're outside everywhere. Yeah. And then that's also in your bed. Only on weekends. What's the difference? Yeah, like, she takes up half the bed. There have been times I've woken up on the floor because she's bodied me <laughs> off the bed. Oh, wow. So, like... <laughs> Not on my watch. Not on my watch either. I have a cat. It's, like, this big. Okay, so do you let your dog, like, underneath your sheets or, like, on top of your mattress? Uh, she usually ends up under. She starts <laughs> up under. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on! But, well, if, if, like, if she's out, like, playing, like, and she's gross, like, I throw her in the bath first or she's going in the crate. So then you got like, wet okay. I have a line. <laughs> I have a line. I have a line. <laughs> he said, you need a wet dog. <laughs> My dog doesn't like to be on the bed that much. He's like not a huge cuddler because he's so big. He's like, get away from me. Mm. But I don't know. I don't even like when people sit in outside clothes on yeah. my bed yeah. never mind oh i had a white oh, duvet tapping into something right now here i hate i don't know like in college when my friends would come into my dorm room oh, and just sit on my bed in their clothes that they've been just out in the wild with and i'm just like <laughs> inside <laughs> screaming out in the wild of u.s <laughs> amherst <laughs> no 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 amherst Am- oh, sorry amherst. Amherst. 
Amherst. Wow, out in the wild. Alex, <laughs> like they just it got off the me red if people line just came and, came and sat on, on my bed. bed. They right. might as well, have, <laughs> honestly. You know, like fart on your pillow or something. <laughs> It would bug me if most people did that. There are some that I would have made the exception. Oh, my gosh. Oh, please, please, come in. Sit down. Please. Welcome By to all my means. Oh, boy. I thought, see, I, you brought up the dog. I thought they were bringing up, you know, Mac Jones. He's got some dog in him, apparently. That was what uh, John oh, yeah, Smith had to say. from so, Johnu. So there you go. I thought that's where we're headed with it, but apparently not. And I mean, we can go there. <laughs> Fill us in, because I didn't hear the Good Morning Football interview. No, it was fine. It was fine. You know, what else was said? Johnu, uh... Johnu out there saying he's excited and that he likes Mac. That's uh, Max a goofball. That's pretty much and it. And they all wow. love him. That's some girl. Yeah, they do. They do. Everybody seems to like him. Actually, I saw a picture. Did you see a picture? I saw a picture. Is Mac on vacation right now? There was somebody. Saw somebody tagged me with a. Uh, I think his sister got married. A shirtless picture yeah. in Bermuda. In the water. Oh, did he get after it yeah. at the wedding? I don't know. No, he just looked like he was standing in the water, smiling. It didn't look like any shenanigans going He's on. Having but, a good time. But he looked, you know, in yeah. better shape. His arm looked stronger from the picture. So he went to a wedding, huh? The last young quarterback we had that went to a wedding in the off season. That was, evidently, that was like the end of his time. <laughs> like when Stidham did that. Oh, like right. two years ago. Right, right, right. Do you remember how much that was on the radio? Was like, Do you you know, he doesn't want it. Like There's he so went much to a weird wedding. Stuff with him. This reminds me of I think it was. The Giants, they like went on a yacht together, and oh now right. 2016. Yeah. the picture keeps yes. surfacing. It's like since this picture was taken, the Giants are X and X. They've on like the won season. only 16 games, or like <laughs> something like that. Since yeah. this photo was, was a taken, a while ago. That was that. That was the one before the playoff game, though, right? Yeah, the Packers, and then Odell dropped the ball in the end zone, which yeah. didn't help his cause. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember the picture of them all on it, like Morel just shut down. Morel just shut down the door on outside the studio. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Just choked the guy. The boat picture is when the crying Jordan meme was big, and then after the whole. Just got crying Jordan after. Yeah, that <laughs> picture resurfaces so like I feel like every, every season. Yeah, it just it just keeps going. I'm like, oh, this is just that was like the golden age of sports Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Hundred percent. It used to be so fun. It used to be so amazing. Did it? What Twitter was it? I Wait, thought Twitter was I fun. The f- I missed the fun. Pre 2016 yeah, sports Twitter. I, I mean, I don't know. It was already I think going downhill 2014 ish, but. I mean, now we don't need the crying Jordan one. Now we have the Jordan, like, and I took that personally. That's the new yeah. one that surfaces. I like that one. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I agree with you. I feel like they're all already overplayed, though. <laughs> and, I took that, and I took that personally. All the Jordan documentary was just so good, and none of us had anything else to do but watch it. I totally so agree. So it instantly was like, okay, like cool. King. Every second of this is going to get memed. It was an unbelievable perfect storm yeah. of content. That it, First of all, it was really well done in at any time, but... Alex is right. Yeah. The fact that nobody had anything to do and we were starred for something and then got that. And yeah. it was like shout, out for e- shout out to ESPN for doing that for us because it wasn't supposed to come no, out. No, they moved it up. They yeah. moved it yep. significantly up. So to rush production on it and like. It was really yeah. it was really good. But Just a blessing. I totally, <laughs> I totally agree with it. And I took that personally. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. What was that in that and Tiger King? Those were the two things. Like I felt like when yeah. we right into lockdown, everybody started and watching Tiger, Tiger King, King. I just like and you know me. I'm all for the the moronics. Like oh. I just finished Outer Banks second season. Great great I did not Great see Tiger King. King. Okay, Tiger so King I will. Wa- I am not above yeah. bad yeah. content. Evidently, Tiger King. <laughs> that was even below. Couldn't do it. I couldn't finish it. Couldn't finish it. It was so bad. I couldn't finish it. Like, I just had nothing. It was one of those things where it was so bad, I couldn't turn it off. Um, it was a car accident. And then you were, like, ready to be done with it. Um, same thing with Love is Blind. That was the other one we did kind of at that time. Wait, I thought that Love too. is Blind was pretty good. Yeah. I, personally. I, mean, I think it's always an interesting um, 
wow, we're really going to get off the rails here today. I can feel <laughs> it. Um, well, we we'll, 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 we'll give you about 15 minutes of content. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Julian Edelman was on uh, yeah, you know, yeah, that yada, I Am yada, Athlete yada, podcast Jimmy yesterday. Garoppolo, yada, you know, Ripping Garoppolo with Martellus <laughs> Bennett. We'll get to that in a, in, in a little bit, but uh, yeah, uh, we have more important stuff to But I will to say, nothing is worse than two-hour conversation about soap. Yeah, so right. We'll get off of that. Um, but we're going to get into relationship territory I'm not here. Sure <laughs> I, I, um, I'm not sure I care for her tone. Like no, yeah. she's, she's mocking our uh, off-season topics. I, I mean, I love the social experiment of Love is Blind. And, like, I've always just – like, I one of my pet peeves, and I don't know if this is necessarily related, but, like, I'm my best friend. Like, I don't think that you're – like, who you marry should be your best friend. I hate when people are like, you're not only my husband, but you're my best friend too. Like, different things. Different things. Like, don't, like, wow. wife. So, is wife your wife above, not your best friend? No. There, wife is above best friend. Wife is above best friend. Oh, okay. okay. Good say. Is she listening right now what? to confess? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've had this conversation Can with her, her dial plenty in? of times. <laughs> she's she's she, often, she's often listening. She's off with the in yeah. probably. Yeah, today. with her parents. She's probably not listening. <laughs> but I think it's, it's, you know, like, you can't, like, just break up with your wife. Like, your best friend, like, like you tell your best friend certain things that, like, and I don't want I like again wife oh, above best friend. So you friend. tell best friend things but that you don't yeah. tell your wife. Is that what you're getting at? Well, maybe some things, but there's also everything you tell your wife. Then there's certainly things you wouldn't tell your best friend. But anyway, this is just my long way of saying like I just love re- relationship dynamics and that whole thing. I think just kind of like it's just kind of random. Like you meet people, you know, soulmate. Like it's not your best friend. Like I don't. Know. Anyway, sorry. That's <laughs> love is blind. Got me on this relationship tangent, but here we are. And I well, and I Instagram hate captions are like mock drafts. Mm. We all just regurgitate our each other's. So there you go. That's, there you that's go. true. That's true. I'm always searching on Pinterest and Google for like Instagram captions. Actually, now I do follow a few people on TikTok who give you great ones. Like captions for vacation captions for you can outsource friends. everything now yeah it's amazing like someone else can write in that you're having a great time on vacation like is that <laughs> like, what, like what are you looking for like what kind of it's, captions? It's, you need you need like punny ones like oh we need to be witty yeah scowl i mean we gotta scowl back i mean puns witty <laughs> oh sorry oh, okay witty okay, okay sorry, sorry sorry you can't look basic on instagram mike it's like i write Captions for girls on Instagram now. That's Honestly, it's a <laughs> lucrative. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's lucrative. Wait, copywriting is a real job. Okay. Yeah. It's real. Fun in the sun. No. Boom. No. No. That's not good enough. Mm-mm. Can't believe yeah. I hired this guy. <laughs> it's like you go to Miami and you write as your caption, "Taking my talents to South Beach." There you go. Oh my gosh. Let's print it. Print it. That's right what now. we're looking for. <laughs> Really? That's what that I don't know. Is. I don't do Instagram. Paul's a no caption guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't do Instagram. I'm with Deuce. Yeah. No Instagram at all. No. Just Twitter. Yeah, and Snap I only face. I only do Twitter because Insta I have chat. to. Uh, no. I don't. I don't do Snap. Snap either. No. I think my kids would be really upset at me if they found me on you Snapchat. Snap, you're not snapping your your kids. <laughs> what about TikTok? No. I love the TikTok. I'm out on. No, TikTok. I'm. I'm. Uh, Tamara, I'm twice as old as you. I like. No. I do Facebook. Okay. You'd be surprised, like though, Paul. You could curate old, a TikTok old, that's, feed that's, just the, to your demented interests, and but, you would probably be But I'm happy. with the olds. I, I'm with the olds. <laughs> Not I'm with the olds. The like olds. The olds. The olds. Oh, my gosh. That's me. So, <laughs> weighing in on the dogs, oh. Brent from Indiana. He's okay with big dogs, but you should always be cautious of them, especially with children. Yeah. He has a friend who had a great Dane that bit one of the kids she babysits ears off <gasps> because the kid was being mean to her child. The dog is no longer around, but that's why you should always be cautious around long, we'll just larger went, went dogs. To the farm. So Wait, that's some gray to, area. To to this point, too, I did hear. So uh, this girl, I know she had a baby, and she has two big dogs at home. You let the dog sniff like the baby's blanket before you bring it home. Yeah, sure, I've heard of that. Still, 
it's not really all right. that encouraging so that when it's just it knows the scent. Right. And well, the other part <laughs> of that too is in, like in that email just said like because the babe the, because the the child was being mean. Like yeah. that's part of it too. Like you can't yeah, always control right, right, right. what's going to happen around the dog. It may not have been the dog's fault. Yeah, the but dog's it was pushed like, to hey, a to a point. You know, I'm protecting like my kid. That that's that stuff worries me. Yep. I think it tends to be more on the people raising the dog than, but I don't know. Stuff always happens. They're wild animals, right? Sure. Right. That's my, that's my contention. So no, bring your dog to work day coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> I like there's a lot dog. of activity at the stadium today. It's, it's disconcerting to me. Like there's like, like metal being yeah. grinded. Yeah, like it's there's a lot of noise. Matt's like really a flutter in there. He's he gets running out of the studio. Is the Dead and Company concert Friday uh, and Saturday? I don't. Just I don't. Second. I think it's just one day. Yeah. I don't know if they. <laughs> Chris going to that? Are the day after? Chris going to that? Uh, are you? We got free tickets. No. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> free. Ooh. Ooh. Those are free tickets you could get for that. Maybe. Yeah, I got an email yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think they rescheduled the, few, con- uh, the concert, so they're trying to fill some seats maybe with uh, people who couldn't attend the Grateful new date. Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead. Up, up, thumbs up, thumbs down. John, John, John Mayer. Thumbs up all the way up. I thought it was just a Grateful Dead cover band. Yeah, Fairfield, Connecticut. I thought there were like like Bob Weir and stuff. Some of the guys were, because that's like the dead, the dead end company, the end company are okay. the other dudes. Mayor's the company. I yeah. guess. <laughs> is he, he is he going to be here? Are you going? Um, I don't know. I was trying to get to the Cape. I'm a big John Mayer fan, but not necessarily a Grateful Dead fan. Yeah, and then it's a lot so. of jam, a lot of jamming, a yeah. lot of jamming. I would go to like maybe see John around the tunnel, maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> see him from afar, hey John, how about get a, a whiff for the or something <laughs> like. I don't mind if you come in and sit on the bed. Bear. I mean, he's an all-timer, all-time guy. So are we going to discuss the Edelman thing? Yeah, the Edelman thing was... Um, Big interview yesterday. Yeah. You know, because you know I'm a huge fan of Bennett, too, right? Yeah, Paul, um, Paul doesn't like... One of the all-time frauds. But <laughs> Big Marty guy. Um, but great for content. They were... Um, so the, the, the 2016 Patriots were very critical of Jimmy Garoppolo. I, mean, I don't think that's, mm-hmm. that's nothing new uh, there. But uh, interesting to see... Um, Edelman sort of I was I gotta be honest I was a little disappointed that Edelman sort of jumped on that bandwagon uh, yesterday um, not as mean um, mean spirited as Bennett but was like, I wouldn't know, disagree something like but that but I wouldn't necessarily disagree like yeah. listen I get it when you're part of a team and you're you know you're fighting to, to win games you know you'd like to see everybody doing everything they can but I can also see it from Garoppolo's perspective you know his he, he hasn't made anything. He's a backup. He has no marketability. And he was hurt. And he's going to go out there and play hurt and, A, risk further injuring himself, or, B, play poorly because he wasn't healthy. Yeah. So n- neither one of those things helps him out at all. Doing what he did, he ended up getting a huge contract. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't think any of us knows how injured Jimmy Garoppolo was. Could he play? I don't know. I know they were disappointed. The coaches were disappointed, but I, I don't know. I yeah. thought Edelman's comments jumping on the bandwagon with Bennett. I, I was a little disappointed. I, I was a little bit surprised too that he. I guess how did we put it? Like I wouldn't disagree. Something like along right. those we lines. Have, and like, I think Matt, Matt has the uh, the oh, audio. Yeah. We oh. can play it. I don't know if he's going. Hold please. He, he has you the audio. You should have made the decision on Thursday. Now it's Sunday. Quote <laughs> from Martellus Bennett. Said that about you. No, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, about to say. Oh. No, the year that Brady had a vacation for four games. Um, <laughs> vacation. We had Jimmy Garoppolo. He, he came in. We go 2-0. and We had two really – we go on the road. We have a really good game against the Cardinals. 
which was, you know, that, that was huge. Go on the road, beat the, a good Cardinals team that was a projected playoff team at the time. With a rookie or with a first-time starter, he gets a win there. We go and we beat Miami. He looks pretty good. You know, we, we were executing at a high level. Uh, gets hurt in week three, like the first quarter against the Buffalo Bills or the Jets, and he hurts his non-throwing shoulder, his left shoulder. And uh, Jacoby came in, led us to a win. In the next week, but in the game, Jacoby. Was that, was that a big deal, like the, the known throwing shoulder? I mean, I don't know. We were all football players here. But Jacoby broke it. He, he tore his ligaments in the thumb in the, the, the win against the, the week three team. And so we go into week four, and, Buffalo. you know, I guess, you know, Jimmy was practicing and then, you know, decided not to play. And, and Jacoby played with, you know, no ligaments in his thumb, which you can't do that as a quarterback. You can't grip. And if it's your left. And a lot, of, a lot of guys got mad about it. A lot of guys got mad. I'm not going to lie. I got mad about it. You know, I sacrificed my body all damn long, all day long. I was taking shots for this, numbing up that, ribs, broken ribs, shoulders, you know, grade three, hanging on by limbs just to play, you know. And, you know, I, I can understand why Marty thinks like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of encapsulates it. And, I, again, I don't have a problem with players looking at that and saying, well, I'm not 100% and I'm playing. And he should be playing too. I just think it's easy to criticize from afar without knowing. Like, Julian says very dismissively his non-throwing shoulder. Like, okay, so does that not hurt? Is that not part of the equation? Because it's his non-throwing shoulder, he should be able to play? I think it was Maybe. more to insinuate that Brissett had literally, in his throwing hand, torn ligaments. Right. So, Who do you think would do it differently if they had to do it again? Brissett or Garoppolo? Gar- keep in mind, Garoppolo has probably made more money in his career than Edelman. Wow, that's an interesting way to put it. <laughs> like, I, quarterback. I'm sorry, like... I don't know how injured he was. That, to me, is, the, is the, the part of the equation that I can't define. But I don't think I would do it anything differently if I were Garoppolo. He had no, if he yeah. goes out there and plays badly, he, has, he gets nothing. No one's trading for him. No one's giving him what at the time was one of the most lucrative quarterback contracts in football in San Francisco, right? That's what he mm-hmm. got. If he played like crap... No one's going to say, "Oh, but he was hurt. He was he was do, doing the team a solid." No, you know he could be in year five and be looking like a journeyman, like oh, Jacoby Brissett, yeah, who's been a journeyman ever since. I think Edelman, Edelman was a little bit mixed up on some of those details, but um, but that first win was awesome. I mean, that was a huge first game. Yeah, and I remember that long touchdown to Hogan, but. I remember just before Jimmy got hurt week two against Miami of like all of a sudden they just clicked and it was like, whoo, that's the best that he looked was the first quarter and a half like against three Miami straight drives, touchdown, like, touchdown, just like just lightning precision yep. right down the field. That's what Belichick had sort of always told us about Garoppolo. And in that window, you saw it. He yeah, was ball comes out, but he, he got hurt, but he got smoked. I mean, when they he got hit, hit it was hit. like, whoo, like, I, I mean, I don't think I was at all surprised that he didn't play the next couple weeks. I mean, it seemed like it was at least a, a separated shoulder. And, I mean, at least in the time, it just made you appreciate how Tom Brady could be so, like, 
healthy always like i mean just and never have those things happen to him and meanwhile you've got your two backups and somehow both of them managed to sustain significant injuries meanwhile tom brady's you know one season he really he really dealt with injuries it was that was crazy to me also to note isn't jimmy g get surgery on that shoulder this off season the was that this one or that that one isn't you mean it the same shoulder i don't know i don't know i mean it very well could be so Still, that could be the start he, of the i mean there's no question <laughs> that's that's the the number one thing on jimmy garoppolo's resume is injury prone he yep. tends to get hurt you know i don't know if he's fragile or unlucky or whatever but torn acl bad shoulder injuries it's weird bad ankle injury bad decisions too though you know like oh, like the, it, like the torn right. acl was totally the preventable. torn acl and even and i think even like and I'm, i can't totally picture the miami one but i seem to remember being like it was late in the day he, he extended it down but he didn't have to and that's when i told him he didn't know how to fall remember yeah yeah there's a lot of buzzwords coming out of the locker room gotta learn how to fall it was all you know really yeah. the heyday of the alex guerrero yeah you know well, nonsense. And, 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 you know, just to tie it a little bit to a personal experience I had was, you know, my senior year of, of college hockey, like we were, you know, we really expected to win the league. And we had an awesome young goaltender um, who was a little bit of a nutcase, as goaltenders often tend to be. And a, a third of the way into the season, he, he quit. And at the time, he said it was, you know, because of a concussion. And back then, we were all like, Ugh you serious you're not going to play hockey the rest of this year like we don't even really have a backup so you're like all of our plans for our big senior year you know so we were very upset with him too you know and now when you look at it and you consider how serious concussions are and the problems that we know now that that kid was actually having it's like you feel a little bad now and in retrospect being like oh he should have just sucked it up and you know made his brain a, a, a french fry to play you know play hockey who cares but um but you understand it's competitive and, and you know. Yeah, I understand I just, where, I, I, but where Edelman's coming I, from. But I, I wish he had just kind of pumped the brakes yeah. in a little bit. And that's why it's so interesting that he didn't because usually that would seem to be his M.O. He's not really trying to, like, be super edgy or Especially ruffle feathers. Especially still around right? and, and Julian's in the yeah. media now. Like, like he's you, really pretty friendly. That. Yeah. you really expect that from Martellus Bennett. He's super cheeky and yeah. makes comments like that. And, yeah. like, you could see even when – the original comments were made from Marty on the McCordy's podcast. The McCordy's like didn't know what to do. They were just laughing. You could tell they kind of I got the yeah. sense at least that they kind of were I in agree, agreement, Alex. but just were really awkwardly like we don't know what to say <laughs> because we're good guys and <laughs> Right. I mean that you just summarized it perfectly. We're, yeah. We we probably feel the same way, but we we have a little too much class then to throw yeah. them under the bus. Right. And you know, the Garoppolo thing, I'm just thinking that group used to go to the Kentucky Derby. Right, right. It was it was well, Tom, hats. Tom and Garoppolo, hats, uh, Danny with, Edelman, with, uh, yeah. Amendola, Edelman, and, and Gronk. That that they used to go. They used to yeah, hang out like together. I think Matt Castle might have been part of that too. Like, yeah, yeah. I was a little surprised that Edelman was so willingly. And and again, I I understand the mindset. I understand what they're thinking. We're doing everything we can to win. Why aren't you? Yep, is basically yeah. what they're saying. Edelman also is kind of put on the spot a little. Yeah. Which and is, is like the nature of that podcast, the quote. you know? Right, they <laughs> hand him the quote, and it's in that setting. They didn't even know that it's about you. Like, like what, you, what am I reading? Well, that was Nick quote. Young, who is just like perpetually unprepared and That's under who knows what substances when that was recorded. We've all got sunglasses on. The whole interview um, I was watching, I was like, Swaggy P is on another planet yeah. right now. He's not even in this interview. I uh, one other thing I liked from that um, that I caught was Edelman talking about Brady and practicing with Brady in the off season and just how intense Brady was the February and, and putting him through every permutation of the offensive play 
um, keeping each other smart. And you know, just a, another example, which we all know how how locked in you know Tom was and how much he expected of his receivers. And um, you know, we get a lot of questions though about like you know guys making a second year jump in the offense. And I know we've had people write into asking about, oh well, you know, if players make a jump in the second year. I think that that's kind of um, just something people say. But I mean, I think it's a lot different where. Do you have more hope this year a little bit that, that things could be better? Whereas, like, with Brady before, if a guy came in, didn't really click with Brady, I felt like you're probably not going to get it. Like, if you can't. But with, you know, you have Mac now. So I don't. I think Mac was as much learning last year, too. So I don't think that – I mean, I don't want to say that Mac would ice or lock people out like sometimes Brady was kind of accused of doing. But I do wonder if, as an offense, it's maybe that there's a little bit more hope for those guys that they can improve. Whereas, you know, when Brady was here, it was like – and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe you can think of somebody, Paul, that like maybe first year didn't quite stack it up with Brady. But it seems like he kind of knew pretty quick if he liked you or he didn't and if he wants to work with you. And, you know, guys didn't really hang on very long. If you couldn't do it, you were pretty much – I mean, even guys like Kembrell Tompkins that – I mean, he looked pretty good as a rookie. Like he came in. Like you're at a point where you really need some receivers. Things were turning over a little bit. And he had a good couple years. But, but you could tell that those guys were – targets like the same thing in 06 there were, you could tell the targets that were targets because they were the only ones here yeah and and Tompkins and Dobson got that in 13 uh Caldwell and you know the difference between like Riche Caldwell Doug Gabriel and Jabbar Gaffney as mm. an example in, in 06 like you could just tell that some of these guys are getting passes because someone's got to catch passes you know and then Jabbar Gaffney stuck around for a few years because yeah. you could tell that he understood what what, yeah. what Brady wanted which yeah. gets us to the offense in general, right? Like, you know, then all this talk about streamlining the offense. And I think they probably will sort of get away a little bit from the demands that Brady had because Brady has, you know, ascended to such a high yeah. level within the offense. They probably will take a step back and look at it a, a little bit differently. You know, not to get too football nerdy here today because I know we got we got the, 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 the full squad. Um, but all this talk about the offense and, and some of the things that I've kind of been picking up, RPOs. RPOs were huge for Mac Jones in college, and he was one of the best at those. Didn't really do them last year. I know Joe Judge with, with Daniel Jones did. Um, I just wonder, we didn't see any of that. I know everyone wants to talk about the wide zones and stuff that they were running in practice, but I wonder if RPOs are going to be a thing where you take yeah, advantage think, of more of those and more putting be. on Mac of you know reading a defender, pulling it down, or, 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 you know, or, or, or throwing it to the open guy. Like I wonder if RPOs are going to be the thing that kind of jumps forward this year and that's what that's what is is like the new kind of piece of the offense that they lean on which we haven't really seen any of but i don't think that we will i think that that would be something they would kind of hide and, and not be like wow they're doing a ton of rpos yeah. here in mini camp. i agree you know something something that could be coming down the pike to just be aware of especially with like reading a sarkeesian and you know what he was doing there and i i just think that's something that was untapped and you look at kind of traditional running approach last year a lot of the elements of the offense were kind of you know, consistent with what they've always done. I, I wonder if that's. And you look at it, you have you have two guys, and I don't know which one is in charge, but in, in Judge and Patricia, who don't have any experience in the offense. You have a quarterback who's been in the offense for one year. You have uh, a bunch of receivers who have been in the offense <coughs> for one year or none. In the case of Parker and Thornton, it's a good time to sort of you know take a look at things and say we don't have to throw everything away because these guys don't have a vast reservoir of knowledge of this offense. So. Why not maybe make it a little bit more comfortable for Mac by saying, "What did you do at Alabama, or what did you do in high, you know what what are some of the things you've done in the past that you really like, you know, 
well, good. I like sticks. <laughs> you know, we'll go back to like <laughs> yeah, Tom yeah, talking yeah. to yeah. Drew Bledsoe on the sideline about the yeah. things that he felt most comfortable yeah. with. Maybe Mac Jones is more comfortable in RPOs. To your yeah. example, I don't know. I don't know either. But I mean, it's and it's you know, like I said, it's certainly something Daniel Jones and, and Joe Judge kind of worked with a little bit. So I just going back and looking at Mac in college and all the things that he was really good at, like that just continually pops up. And, and you know, I think kind of lost that over the course of the season. And now looking back, it's like, well, if they're going to tack to something, that was like his most successful thing in college. You know, so. I don't know something something to watch for for sure, but I just I think they got little things brewing that they haven't shown us. We'll that see they if he has guys like you know Jalen Waddle and Jerry Judy and you know yeah well but you know Devontae I mean, Smith running right pa- running right for him yeah well and then, but you know I mean I'll it leave, also I'll leave Henry Ruggs but it's also <laughs> using the you know just using the scheme to to help you and put the defenders I mean how many times last year did we see Miami put our guys in a blender and they're like I don't know what to do and you know it's an easy path I mean you know nobody does more RPOs than two in, in Miami so. You know, it's not an every down Which has kind of made me think of the Alabama thing because I do think th- that's what those guys ran, like quick reads, quick slants. You know, you yeah. know, in the case of Tua, I think he probably is better when you take away a lot of the decision-making. I think Mac is fine in that, that department, but maybe doesn't have the same physical gifts as some other guys. So yeah. I think some of those things work for those Alabama guys. That's why they were so successful. And, and it ties into Buffalo, too. I mean, you know, Miami's number one. I think Buffalo was maybe – third fourth in there in the rpo stuff so i mean it's an it's just something that i think has been a thorn in their side defensively and an untapped ref- resource offensively yeah. so i don't know something so we gave us some football there you go all right you're done back to girlfriends no. <laughs> <laughs> well to be a little relevant we did just get a question sticking with the offense um from richard in ohio with all these wide receiver twos on the patriots roster who do you think emerges as wr1 my bet is on Tyquan Thornton. Oh. Oh, I'm wow. probably setting myself up for disappointment, but I think he's <laughs> yes, going to be special. But I also thought Nikhil Harry would win Rookie of the Year. <laughs> oh, it's quite the disclaimer. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's a great question, and I think we've talked about it a ton. That they just they've got a, a bunch of risks. You brought everybody back. Yeah. You added Parker. You added Thornton. You added Ty Montgomery. You drafted two running backs. You've already got two tight ends that you gave big contracts to. There's just a ton of guys at the skill positions right now. And, you know, he put it as twos. That's, you know, fine. I I just hope somebody emerges. Like, I don't want it to be a hard decision. I want it to be when we get to camp, these are the guys that are lighting it up. You know, I, all right, hey, we threw Thornton in there for a couple plays, and he's beating everybody down the field. I don't know if Thornton's going to be in the number one, so to speak. I just think he's that Parker Aguilar last year, outside, X receiver, that – you know, kind of stretches the field. I don't that even way. think he'll play that much. And and that's like, like Parker, yeah, come you know, like no, Agalor right. last year. I'm hoping it's Kendrick Bourne. I think it'll be I Kendrick agree. Bourne. I, yeah, I think it. I'm hoping it's Kendrick Bourne, and I, I don't want them to just emerge. I want them to emerge and like remain consistent. Totally. I think that's the the issue. It's like I don't want them to just like float to the top, rise to the top during training camp, and then the season starts, and you're like. Yeah, well, you'd hope with all the numbers that it's that there's going to be competition, and that you know when mm-hmm. the, when balls are thrown to guys like Nelson Aguilar, like you got to catch it. You know, like these are the, that you know you want every throw to have some kind of meaning. I think in in training camp, but I can't think of anything worse than going out there and being like, I don't know, it's not really different whether well, it's Aguilar or who would you say was the number one Gordon. guy last year? I mean, I guess it emerged into into Bourne. I would say. See, you know, I think I mean, he. I, I think he wrestled, and I, and I know. You know, I struggle with this number one thing. But it's like hard to look past the numbers. And so, I mean, obviously, statistically, Myers. it was Myers. But I, I do think it, it by the end of the season, it was Bourne. Yeah. And I think that will continue. I would love it to be Myers. Like if he can actually get in the end zone. 
<laughs> well, that'd be great. That was a great moment last year. But yeah, I mean, I just, I, you know, and this gets into like, what does that mean? And number one, like, you know, like I, Myers was like the reliable slot receiver and, you know, Bourne was kind of the Z that, that, that made his fair share of big plays down the field. Um, and I'm not all down the field, but, you know, made, had, he had a number of good, good catches last year and, and big moments and stuff. But I just don't know what, what's best for the offense is, is, you know, to have one or two guys really emerge or to have three or four guys all be pretty solid. Like it's, it, it, you just need to find stuff. And I think that applies to the defensive side of the ball too. You got to find, you got to find new contributors this year that can like push the pace, you know, not just be out there, but can actually be plus players. And if they don't find those guys at linebacker, if some of these receivers don't emerge, I think, you know, you're looking at a similar slash step backwards than to last year. Dan in Virginia in Michigan. It says got, Dan uh, in VA <laughs> right, right, in right. MI. Right. Yep. Which Dan one is from it? Virginia, who's now in Michigan. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> in Virginia by way of Michigan or okay, other so way around. Yeah, I I'm think it's the other way around. But yep. From Virginia, but I'm in Boston. So what would you say for me? Tamara, Tamara in, in Virginia, Boston Virginia. In, Bo- in Boston? <laughs> Tamara from Virginia in Boston. <laughs> Tamara in Boston from Virginia. I don't know. <laughs> So, good day for you, crew. Eric doesn't do captions for photos, just watermarks. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That's a good one. Tamara, my apologies if I got that wrong, talked about using her dog for protection when she walks. Nope, that was me. Um, Does she also use the dog to evaluate potential relationships? I know of someone who would bring boyfriends home to meet her dog. If the dog had a bad reaction to the boyfriend, she would break off the relationship. Oh, wow. Did you guys do that? I have never dated a guy that wasn't a dog person Uh, wait but but i do trust a i trust a dog when they don't like a person more than i trust a person that doesn't like a dog Uh okay so then you agree then you agree with dan to say that if your dog didn't like this person you'd break it off i think if my dog was like really not into someone does that happen though does the dog not get into people yes It's never happened to me exactly. personally, but see, I think I they I don't sense care it. So I think they would that they would dogs would give us a hard time. Wait, like, so you trust yeah. you trust the first impression, the dog's first impression, the first impression, Rose. I would have to be put in the situation and see it. I think for my face to then get my own intuition about <laughs> the situation, but like the dog just looks at her so at Alex and is like, no, nah. eh. little, little head nod. It Brady <laughs> looks at me <laughs> now. Do better, do better, Alex. Be better. <laughs> you deserve more than this guy. You can't give you, you what you need. You didn't even pat me. <laughs> well, according you can't to give this, you what you need. according to this analogy, the <laughs> only time this woman continued with a relationship despite a bad reaction from the dog, she came to eventually find out the dog was right. <laughs> he had another question. See, <laughs> what so, you, so it's true. <laughs> a dog is truly a man's best friend because the best friend would know. <laughs> Maybe the dogs just have a sense that we don't. I don't That's, know. They definitely do that. But I'm going to trust it. They can smell a lot of stuff, too. So, I mean, mm. you're picking potential guys, and they can, you know, you're not going to get a smelly one, probably. <laughs> Dan in Virginia in Michigan also wants to know, what do you think is the most important quality for a quarterback to have that is not specifically related to playing football? Examples would be things like toughness, work ethic, composure, or charisma. It wouldn't be things like speed or the ability to diagnose defenses. All. All of it. I, I would say charisma because I think all the rest of the stuff is football. Yeah. Mm. Toughness is football. Like, that's. Do you think, like, so. I think to be a great quarterback, you got to kind of have an air about you. Composure's yeah. key, too, though. Yeah. So, yeah. what would you. But you just took Jimmy's side. So, what would it fall under toughness. for Mac? 
like having I don't think he's a great quarterback. <laughs> Touche. So Paul, what would you Just describe? Just when you think you got him. Touche. <laughs> I, I don't uh, think Max that good. Oh gosh. <laughs> we all remember that oh one. Oh god. All right, let's so go. Let's fair. <laughs> Max Mac having the discernment to spend this off season throwing in different elements. Like what would you put that under? Is that work ethic? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. yeah. I think discipline? I think that was I think that he wants to be better. I think yeah. he he has. I think it's important. I I think he has all the traits of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like mentally, I think he has all of that in spades. I think he is committed to getting better. Committed to his craft, as yeah. they like to say. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think that's a that's a yeah. big plus in his and column. Like I feel like you can't teach mo- motivation. Like you can't make someone be motivated to do all these things by themselves. You but can't I also make don't someone think throw a hibachi party with all their receivers. Like, that's great to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I also don't think there's very many guys that wouldn't want to do things like that. Like, I, I think there's Jay Cutler. <laughs> you know, just, just like, hey, whatever. You got a cigarette? Like, you can't you know? teach someone like, to go to the extra mile. Like, of course, like, they're going to work out in the offseason. Yeah. They, they have to do that. But physically going out of your way, I feel like, to, to get a nutritionist and – Throw in different elements, like you could just throw yeah. here, and that, and that's why I like Mac. I mean, it, but in some ways, it feels like he's checking things off. You know, like mm-hmm. like all right, this is what a good quarterback would do, and and that's great. But as I've said before, like it's like, can you manufacture a championship superstar just from hard work? You know, or is there just an element of magic that guys have that like no amount of hard work by player X is ever going to get him? to be one of the greatest of all times, even if he's doing every if little that detail easy, correct. it'd be a lot of great ones. Yeah. But it does... Mm-hmm. And he's certainly good. Like, I mean, I, we don't know what his ceiling is yet, but... I think you know. it at least speaks to the people he has around him, which I think is an important tangible. Like, he has good people around him, keeping him grounded, keeping him focused, keeping him with, like, good direction. And, and he's always had it. Like, I mean, just going back to when I interviewed a bunch of, you know, people from his youth and, and growing up and stuff. Like, I mean, everybody's just like, he's just, you know, an outstanding kid does everything you asked him, really wants to be a quarterback, to understand the game. You know, it's just like you couldn't ask for anything more than Mac. And it's really just like it comes down to you just, well, you, you got to win games now. Like that's what it comes down to. As, as much as it's great that you're taking nutrition and every little detail that he's working on right now, that's all great. But it has to translate or else you're just another one of these guys that are a middle-of-the-road kind of quarterback that, you know, isn't going to be able to win a championship or deliver – you know, in those huge moments. I mean, I think that's kind of what it comes down to for a quarterback. Even if you're not the greatest quarterback over 20 years, at least you have a couple playoff runs where when it was all on the line, Eli Manning, you you made the plays. Yeah, you had your warts and all that, but, you know, you made those big plays, and, and, and that's, you know, ultimately what he's going to be defined by. So the old saying, hard work beats talent when talent yeah. doesn't work hard. Do you think yeah. that applies to quarterbacks? Um, well, I think that they're all talented. You yeah. know, especially when you get to this point, and yeah. so and I think they all work hard for the most part. Yeah, like I, I just don't think there are a lot of Jay Cutlers out there that anymore. J- you know, we're just <laughs> given just so, so much God-given ability that they really didn't have to care. Yeah, and they just threw it out there. there you know, window. and I'm not saying there are none. You know, like the people, uh, Michael Vick's um, thirty for thirty is fascinating with him talking about also himself from Virginia. I know. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Where did he go? Virginia Tech? Where, where did he go to school? Oh, the Cavaliers, um, right? Virginia Cavs, Cavs right? To Warwick High School in Newport News, Virginia, <laughs> where I'm from. And then he went to Virginia Tech. Are you fast? But him talking, him talking about now. himself <laughs> was fascinating about how little he watched film 
and how how uh, yeah. ill prepared he uh, was. Like Brett Favre too, right? Little but he was so good, yeah. it didn't matter. I don't think there were a lot of guys like that yeah. that are just so ridiculously talented that they don't have to work as hard as their talent to succeed. You know, like Tom Brady isn't just gifted as a player; he's gifted as a worker too, in his preparation and all of that. And yep. Peyton Manning. You know, I know Peyton Manning was the number one pick overall, and people look at him as like, well, he was this can't-miss kid. But, I mean, look at look, look at what he did, like, mentally and, and off the field. Like, there were guys that were probably better physically than him. But definitely look the combination. <laughs> well, <laughs> Naf. <laughs> Naf. Just the I worst like look. Let's, like, uh, Lamar Jackson. Obviously very talented in what he's able to do. Yeah. But I do feel like he has worked really hard to prove people wrong. As I mean, well. I'm sure he has. I think it's See, a, I do. I think it's a great example uh, of like a guy who seriously has, I mean, just is dripping with certain talents. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, like that's great that you are really, really, really fast and, you know, have that ability. But is it going to be able to add up to quarterbacking their team to a Super Bowl. Right, you know? and that's a different argument. Yeah. But I do think that he's improved immensely as yeah. a yeah. passer yeah. since he's been in the league. I think you put Josh I, I Allen down there, too. Josh Allen, oh. same thing. Horrible. I would that love to see, like, I just think back to Didn't Lamar Jackson's, like, uh, twice the draft, and just, like, they kept cutting the camera back to him of, like, not being drafted, like, team after team after team. They're mm-hmm. like, see, he should have gone on his wide receiver. And then now look at him, like, the starting quarterback for the team. So I'd be interested to see, like, like you said, does he withstand it? And and he's got – I mean, and I, I have a lot of respect for the Ravens organization. I mean, I think that they, you know, have, have surrounded him with the mm-hmm. pieces. I mean, I know some of the moves have been a little bit uh, – weren't, weren't his favorites yes. uh, of late. But, I, I mean, I think it's all it's all great example. All these guys are talented and have, you know, some kind of skill that just puts them above and beyond as professional athletes. But where's that magic sauce? You know, when it's all on the line, like, I mean, that's just always what I go back to. Tom Brady, Super Bowl, when it was on the line – he got you the points every single time. You know, whether or not the defense got a stop, that depended on whether or not they won the game at, at the end. But, you know, that's that's what you're looking for is, is the guys that can execute in the big moments. Okay, Dan cleared some things up with us. Oh. Thank you, Dan. To explain <coughs> my clunky caller name, Alex, I used to live in Virginia and would call in as Dan in Virginia. Oh. Then I moved to Michigan and started calling in as Dan in Michigan, which confused Fred. Who kept referring <laughs> to me as Dan in Virginia. <laughs> Hence, I am now Dan in Virginia in Michigan. I don't plan on any further interstate moves. Otherwise, I might end up as Dan in Virginia in Michigan in Pennsylvania in Arkansas in Yukon in Odnazium. Okay, Dan. so the to Dan. that point, then I am Tamara in Virginia in Indiana in New York in Colorado <laughs> in Florida in Boston in Providence. Too much. Too much. New shout out to Providence. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's going to be my new name. Before we go to break, I can't let us stray too far from the Jay Cutler talk without mm. asking you guys if you watched. I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but I did watch his wife's show strictly oh, yeah. oh, for enough. him. Oh, yeah. Enough. He, I his have wife seen enough has a show? His Kristen? ex-wife. Kristen Cavallari. Kristen yeah. Cavallari. What's it, what's used it called? Used to have a show. Barry Cavallari? Yeah. yeah. Like she yeah. ran like a jewelry company or something, and it was... The show is about her running her business and like boss queen stuff, but <laughs> she's got this. Like, Jay Cutler stole the show. Oh yeah, he's so funny and just doesn't give a crap. And he was so it's mean such a to contrast her and her for like a girl employees. who came from Laguna yeah. Beach and you know, and he's just this 
I mean, I don't want to call him schlubby because I mean he's an NFL, but like kind of schlubby. Well, that's like, what it was. It would be like Kristen's employees, these like cute little millennial <laughs> right. valley girls, yeah. and then parking like on his grass, and it pisses him off. Yeah. And he like comes out and like Carhartt after hunting in their like Nashville home, and just totally. Totally lays into these girls, and it was just great television. No, he's great. He's great. I I hate him when he played, but I love him now. Right, same right. Thing. A booze back. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel about him too. That yeah. sums it up. Yeah, should have known about him coming out of Vanderbilt. He talked about how he didn't have any help. Yeah, in the pre-draft <laughs> process, <laughs> how little help he had, and it was like eh, you probably should have seen signs here. Josh just yeah, oh yeah, him. shipped him right out. Mm. Different now, uh, Raiders. What he did didn't quite do the same quite thing. No, resigned. Who was the last team he even played for? The Dolphins. Oh yeah, you're right. Like out of and retirement he too. He beat. He oh. beat us, which was pretty tough. Oh. And on that note, I feel like we should. <laughs> eat. <laughs> All right, we will see you guys in a minute. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact... It takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. 
Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. A world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb, and our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played, and everyone knows we gave it our all. We, the fans, march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. 
Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. What's up, everyone? Check out this snippet from the latest edition of Pats from the Past with Richard Seymour. I think many people believe that of the run that 04 is at 04 team is certainly among the greatest teams in franchise history. Mm-hmm. 04 versus 07. What would Richard Seymour say was the better team? Well, the team that won it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, the team that won it. I mean, yeah, look, at, at, to this point, I think, you know, you give the Giants credit. They were amazing. Um, you know, uh, every ball that bounced, it bounced their way. Like, every, I mean, it went right. But they earned it. Like, right. I mean, so no doubt about that. Right. You know, they, their defensive line with Stray and Yumanure and Tuck and, you know, everybody. Like, they played the game the right way. And so, um, yeah, we'll give them credit. The countdown to Canton, Ohio is in full force. On the latest episode of Pats from the Past, we visit with Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee Richard Seymour. Highlights from that conversation include, are the Patriots defense of the early 2000s finally getting the recognition it deserves? 
How surprised was he when he opened the door to see a gold jacket and tie law? And his unique way of teasing law and comparing the 2022 Hall of Fame class with law's 2019 class. Any of you guys listen to that yet? I did. Thank you for asking, Alex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, always great to hear from from Big C. We've gotten plenty of Big C content over the last six months, deservedly so. Um, also, the, another nugget I liked was just he said the 03 uh, Super Bowl against the Panthers was the toughest football game he played, which I think everybody can uh, understand why he said that. It was a tough game. Um, but, yeah, deserved honor. Good to see him uh, finally get in there and uh, – Hopefully it's the start of, of many. We'll get a couple big men this summer. We'll get Vuelfort coming in here, and then you get Seymour going in there. So, And definitely you want to listen to that podcast, even though I'm not a part of it, which was very disappointing. Yeah. Because Matt was, was actually um, on assignment. He was down uh, – I think you, I think that took place in South Carolina. I'm not sure if it was Georgia or South Carolina. Um, but Matt was down doing a lot of work for you – know, in preparation of his induction – um, next month or in two months um, in Canton. Uh, so he had to fly solo on that one. The 03 Super Bowl, Mike, that you bring up, it remains one of the strangest games I've ever seen. Like, it just, it was two entirely different games in the first and third quarter and then in the second and fourth quarter. It was just uh, as diametrically opposite it's the like way the break flow of gas. the game. Break gas. <laughs> Scoreless after one, 14-10. After two, scoreless from there, thirty-two twenty-nine at the final. Like it just was uh, an incredible, uh, just back and forth haymaker after haymaker, and the Patriots threw the last one. Just kind of shows you what kind of team the Patriots were back then. Like they could play. When I have a defensive struggle in the first quarter, we got the defense to do it. You want to put up points, we can match them, and you know get the final score when we have to. Such a such a good team. I mean, I know 04 overshines 03 a little bit, but yeah, I think 04 was the better team, and I would two outstanding teams. Yeah, I, I like Seymour's answer to that question when when Matt asked him 04 or 07. I think 04 is the answer, but not for the reason that he said. Like not just because they won it. I, I just think it was a better team. Mm-hmm. I think it had better personnel, um, and they didn't have you know Randy Moss and Wes Welker in the you know the Madden like offense, but. In a different way, it was every bit as potent an offense with Corey Dillon running for 1,600-plus yards and Brady really coming into his prime, you know, four years in as a starter. And he, you talk about a team that could beat you any way that they wanted, that team could beat you any way that they wanted to. Yeah, maybe I was naive in my football fandom at the time, but I just – there was just such a confidence I had about the defense and the defensive players. And like defense going into of, a in game 04 was so much better where than you're 07. like Rodney Harrison. And I mean, and these players were obviously a few years younger than, than 07 at that point. But just like Brewski, Frabel, Harrison, McGinnis, like you just went right down the line and you knew that you could count on all those guys in, in all the big moments going into the big games. And you had some young defensive backs that were a big part, you know, Eugene Wilson, Asante Samuel to go with Great Law. Balance. You know, Law, people forget that Law played the first half of that year. They were 8 0 with Law. You know, it wasn't like, oh, they won the Super Bowl without him. Yes, they actually won the actual Super Bowl without him, but that was a big loss, and they were able to overcome it with, you know, some young guys back there. They patched it together with the Randall Gays of the world. Troy Brown played a lot yeah. of defensive back in 04. Um, they had the great safeties with Harrison and, 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 and that crew. Eugene Wilson was a really good player younger uh, yeah. when he was younger, and, and Samuel was obviously, I mean, look what Samuel ended up becoming. He was a great player. Yep. 
Going back to uh, some more emails we got. This one's from Matt. Hi, guys. First time emailer, if that's a thing. Definitely a yeah. thing. Just want to start by saying thank you for the great content. I'm currently listening while, re- while writing reports for my class and listening to you guys keeps me going. You are welcome. Great. Just wanted to ask, do you think there's a story that's happening in New England's offseason that isn't being talked about but definitely should be? Or do you think this has been a quiet year? If you can talk for two hours about soap, then that would suggest <laughs> things are pretty quiet. Team, Thanks again for New all England you guys do. with the do. football team or generally? <laughs> um, I, I just I just think that the, the offensive stuff is overshadowing a defense that I, I have real concerns about. And I and I think one thing that's a weird buzz thing that I, I always felt like people were obsessed with is pass rushers. We need pass rushers. Why don't we have and like for some reason no one's saying that this year. Like I, I, I just I don't really get why that's so quiet. I don't get why people aren't worried about, you know, putting more pressure on the quarterback and, and disrupting. It used to always be like, I know, we need pass rushers and people would just bound that into the ground. And now it's just like Who's calling the plays? Like I, you know, and I, and that's certainly an issue. Like I, I just feel like it's overshadowing the fact, though, that I, I don't think that there's a lot of definitive answers right now on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that's where, you know, at least personnel-wise, that's where my bigger questions are. That's my take. You just sticking to it? Probably. <laughs> Tease, what you got? We'll see what happens. Why don't you, why don't you speak <laughs> up? Maybe you can give us some more, like you know, picks. Learn, learn us yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just. Last like, time you spoke, you, you, <laughs> know, you nailed the draft. <laughs> No, I just honestly, I just want to see how guys like Ronnie Perkins and Cameron McGrone do. You know, really, I feel like Judon is the only big name pass yeah. rusher we yeah, have right Barmore, now. Barmore, Barmore, like together, but who's going to step up, take the second year jump? I know that's not like an under the radar story, but I feel like that goes for the whole team. Who's yeah, going to take it, the it, next To step? answer the guy's question, I, I don't think there are things that should be talked about more that really haven't been talked about. Yeah. I think it's um, it's been a quiet offseason. They didn't make a lot of splashes in the offseason like last year. With all of the free agents they brought in, we had that to sort of carry it in addition to the rookie quarterback. Well, now you know Mac Jones is the quarterback. That's not a story. Um, Mm -hmm. The offense is an issue, but there's nothing really more to talk about until you see it unfold. And defensively, I think you guys, you know, hit it. I think Tease with the the guys that would be in new roles or maybe have, have roles that haven't had roles, but they've been here. We just don't know. Like, I don't know what Cameron Grone is. I don't know what Ronnie Perkins is. I don't know what Josh Uche is, Anthony Jennings, Raekwon McMillan. I, I, th- these guys haven't played. Yeah. The only one in that group that's played is Juwan Bentley. We'll see what he, you know, he, he came back. I think he's going to start in one of those two inside linebacker spots. Yep. I think Mac Wilson, who they got from Cleveland, will probably be in the mix. I think Raekwon McMillan will, but yeah. Who knows how you that's all going to unfold. if, like, Wilson, Bentley, and McMillan are kind of a version somewhat of Teddy Johnson, Brewski, and Pfeiffer. Like, a three kind of three guys that you could kind of, you know, mix and match a little bit. Maybe on passing downs you go Wilson and McMillan. And that's and that goes to everybody want to talk about McGrone and I don't I mean I don't really see him in that mix yet. I mean he's got to have a huge camp and he didn't do anything in the spring. Now I don't know if that was health related or what, but he yeah. didn't do much in the spring. But not really involved with the top line. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, and I think a lot of it too to Paul's point is you're relying on a lot of guys you already know making strides, and I think it goes back to kind of talking about year two with the receivers, year two with Mac. It's not last year we had all these flashy new pieces and how's Aguilar and how's this all going to come together? And that was such a driver. And now it's like, you know what you got. And now the question is, can they be better than they were last year? 
I think maybe offensively it's who's going to be the running back. You know, Damian Harris is How do those contract carries go? Here. Are we going to, like, just hand him the ball 100 times, beat him up, and then <laughs> let him go on his way? Or are we going to trade him like we do with Sony Michelle? Yeah. Who's going to be the next Ramondre Stevenson in the preseason? Who's going to Kevin Harris. Yeah. Kevin Harris or, you know, Pierre Strong. They, they I would love to see how Big we're going to use Ty. Like see, and, and that's, like, the guy that I keep forgetting about. Yeah. And you name off all these players, and mm-hmm. then you forget, like, he's kind of in the mix, not only a running back, but a wide receiver, too. So it's just another layer of depth, a guy that has been around, could, you know, return kicks for you, can do some things. But how's it all going to shake out? Who's going to be the, you know, six, seven, eight guys that are the consistent weapons in the game? <coughs> I, I think that there's probably 12 candidates right now to be in that small select group. Along those same lines, Joseph just emailed in, a couple questions. Looking to get your predictions on the following categories or topics as training camp approaches. Who do you see as a surprise cut in training camp? A dark horse player who makes the roster, a late acquisition to the roster, or a breakout candidate for the Patriots in the 2022 season? Oh, boy. All right, let's go with let's those start individually. With surprise cut. Surprise, surprise cut. What do you got? Cut. Uh, okay, you're cheating. Oh, well, I'm just looking at my visual no. cue, Mm-mm. my visual cue, Mm-mm. my depth chart. Well, I think T's brought up Damian Harris. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he'll be here. I think he's too cheap to, to trade away. But I think that's a guy like Sony last year, like T said, that could – Jake Bailey, yeah. everybody talks yeah. about. Yeah. Butler. Malcolm Butler, I think, could go. I don't think that would be overly surprising. But, no. you know, maybe to some people. I'm going to skip the surprising one, my dark horse, Trey Nixon. To be a surprise cut? No, oh. to make the roster. Oh, he could make the roster. Yeah. I don't think he will, but he could. I think he'll be on the practice squad. Like a surprise breakout, was that the question? Yeah, a dark – well, this one, the fir- second one was a dark horse player who makes the roster. Trey yeah, Nixon. Trey Nixon could make the roster. Make the roster? Yep. Yeah. If yeah. he looks continues to look the way he did, Max I'll been hyping a, him up a little bit. I'll give, mm-hmm. you, an, uh, yeah, I'll give you a real surprise cut, okay? So we kind of talked about guys that have been talked about. Malcolm Butler – Jake Bailey, Damian Harris, Jacoby Myers. <gasps> like as a surprise cut. cut? He could be a surprise <sighs> cut. I'd be very sad. I'd be very sad too. I like him. But it'd be surprising. I think it'd be a horrific move. Horrible. But but, I, but, but I, you know he's he's up to the point where it's not overly cheap. You know, it just uh, I think it's like three nine. And if you have Trey Nixon coming in and you're trying to find a spot for him, <coughs> someone's got to go. You have yep. – Mike talked about all the different guys, 10 or 12 guys for six or seven spots. Well, someone's got to go. You can't have an offense that features Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Trey Nixon, Hunter Henry, Jonu <laughs> Smith, Ty Montgomery, Ty Montgomery <laughs> Damian Harris, yeah. Andre Stevenson, and, oh, by the way, a couple of rookie running backs, Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong. Not everybody. You can only have five guys. Yeah. Throw Lil Jordan in there, too. Well, yeah. I forgot about him. Well, well, <laughs> we haven't even mentioned Lil um, Jordan. <laughs> How could you forget? It's Is his name really? Like yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. yeah. So I just want to repeat this. I, mean, I apologize yeah. to the ladies who probably have not heard this right. rant. When someone asks you for a surprise cut, the answer inevitably when you give, the, uh, when you give a, a candidate, That's someone a says, you think so-and-so is going to get cut? And I, I, I always say, no. <laughs> it wouldn't be a surprise <laughs> if I thought it was going to get cut. Okay? So when I say Jacoby Myers, I do not believe that Jacoby Myers will be cut. I think he's a candidate for a surprise cut that you didn't see coming. Uh, I maybe might throw some of the defensive linemen in the mix, the veteran guys. 
Godshaw, Lawrence Guy, Guy, Guy Godshaw, those guys. Lawrence that would be Guy, I would put on that list too. Because it doesn't seem like they got much depth there, but those guys are a little bit older, and like you said, a little bit expensive, and I don't know. But you yeah. can't stop the run. You might as well save some money if you're not going to stop the run. Right. Who are your dark horse players? Dark horse players to make the roster. Make the roster. So we had Trey Nixon yep, from Tamara. I, I think that's a good pick. I think he has a. I think he has an opportunity. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but Sean Wade, like he'd be a, like a dark horse, like guy of like. Do you listen oh. to Patriots fans? No, <laughs> well, they don't. He's like a dark horse to make the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Man, you don't know. How <laughs> I haven't seen anything. You I, don't know how. It's I don't done. even know how the Patriots anymore. What am I doing? Um, why do people? Let me let me paraphrase the Ask PFWs. Because they got. Why do people not think about the outside corners? They have Sean Sean Wade and Juwan Williams. Yeah, mm. and, and and to be honest, Sean Wave is playing kind of more in the slot anyway, and I think Correct. that's how they kind of see him coming out. So I don't know how he gets in, but um, dark horse. I mean, I think Trey Nixon is is a good is a good one just JJ based Taylor. on his. That that's, uh, that's a, a that's a that's surprise a cut. One. You think? I, I feel like that could be a surprise. I don't. Cut. I think that's just a cut. I think he's kind of just a camp body. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's yeah, a camp body. Dark horse. I mean, team. if they didn't put him in JJ last Taylor year, or James couldn't White. get on the field. Yeah. What if you JJ Taylor or James White? Oh, I, I left James White in my James out White. of my litany of guys that they need to find. I think there's a chance that they might get to a point where, if they feel like the rookie running backs are any good, Ty Montgomery really looks like he's fitting in. Ramondre. And then they look and they say. You know, maybe it's yeah. time to sort of. But you know, you, you can count on JJ Taylor. But it for depends like on to his, light up one of these preseason. Depends games. on his hips too. You know, it it's depends on how we feel. It's all in the hips. Happy, happy. Just tap it in. Just tap. Just tap it in. Tap. It's all in the hips. Do you see? Jamil Proppers. Okay. Cut. Oh. That's a good surprise cut. That's a good. Yeah. No. That's a good surprise cut. <laughs> he seems surprised for a second. I didn't, what? I didn't oh. say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> you, you thought he's going to get cut? You're crazy. Should I play That'd along? That'd be surprising. Deuce. <laughs> That's I, a good one. Should I write a blog post <laughs> off, the, off the show? Deuce, <laughs> colon, Ford. Jabril Pepper's cut. Deuce. That's all it needs. Just deuce. deuce. We, we know who it is. We know who it is. Uh, but that'd be good. I mean, that's again, a, good a surprise position that they're heavy at. I don't think at, he has a chance. You know, they're heavy at. Uh, but, uh, let, one more. D-Mac. No chance. No. No. No, chance. no. Absolutely no. There's a better chance of me being cut tomorrow than D-Mac <laughs> being cut. But in in the same breath that Mike said that Jabril Peppers, then I could also say, like, Ty Montgomery. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Malcolm Butler, I think, is a good surprise cut candidate, too. I think there's been some – after the spring when he didn't really do a whole lot, I think there was some rumbles. But I think that's a good pick for a surprise cut. I mean, not including Thornton, I, I would say of the receivers, the only one that I feel, I mean, I, I, I would still feel pretty certain that Jacoby and, but, but him and Bourne, those are the only two that I feel reasonably sure that they'll be here and involved in the offense. Otherwise, I, I mean, even Parker, I, I mean, I guess, but mm. I don't know. I could see Aguilar getting moved. I could see. I think they would move Aguilar if they could. I think mm. it's, he's a hard guy to move because of his contract. Just, I, I. I mean, again, I think all of this just feeds into they got a bunch of those guys. I mean, and, and not even we didn't even talk about Little Jordan as part of it. So, what it? are the other ones that we have? So we had surprise cut, this is good. breakout guy, late acquisition to the roster is the third. Oh, um, who just stick with Trey Flowers, Patrick Mahomes, OBJ, 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 words out of my mouth. OBJ, <laughs> there's Team nothing OBJ. That I hate more than like what's a potential trade in November you could see? OBJ, like, I don't know. Like what? Because like he would be a conditional he sixth round pick for some linebacker you've ready never to heard go of. By then. I, we well, didn't take him when he was healthy. Why would we take him? Twenty. Receivers. Just so you know, I just want to. I just want to correct you. Then. 
The Patriots were didn't turn him down. He said he had no interest <laughs> in playing for the Patriots. There's a difference. He said, I was looking to go to a contender with an established quarterback. And that was but but here we are eight months ago, Max. So I don't right. know what's changed since. <laughs> so Max been, he's been working out outside. So yeah. yes, and in various conditions, <laughs> he's also very much on the record talking about how much he loves and respects Belichick. Right, but to bring in OBJ, then someone else has to go. Oh, I mean, multi- I mean, mul- we're already talking. Multiple people have to go, and so if you can get to that point, like, and then that would answer someone else's question about the wide receiver one. That would be the wide receiver. One. Yeah. yeah, he's not playing for nothing, and I don't think he has any interest in playing for the Patriots. I, I, think, well, I think he loves Belichick yeah. to Alex's point. Well, I don't think he wants to do it over again. Yeah. We need to see. Yeah, the taste he is of it last year with injury. the Rams. So what it's like to be on the big stage and you know the big games and he's probably gonna win Super Bowl MVP yeah. too. Yeah. Maybe let him just sign a one-year yeah. deal this year, and then maybe you get him next year. Because like, you'll have some decisions to make a wide receiver next year. So that's going to be my rote response. He's also not playing right now. Yeah. Like he's, he's got no ACL. No. What, what are you going to do? Gonna do? Is, that, yeah. is that wrong? Is that bad? Yeah. Knees. So that, those are the two categories? Breakout? That's the last one. Breakout candidate for the 2022 Breakout. season. All right. All right. Josh Uche. I'm not saying you're going to, but he's the candidate. I think if anybody's got to break out, it's got to be like he's yeah. at the top of the list. I'm big on Ronnie Perkins. I mean, or him. Like McMillan. one of those two. He would have been my pick. Yeah. McMillan. Ronnie Perkins. McMillan. Maybe. Maybe. McGrone. I mean, Maybe. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen anything out We're of McGrone yet. Say the other whole than defense. I some. The I mean, defense. they need two to three guys to break out. It doesn't. I don't really defense. care who it's going to be. If it's Perkins or Uche or Jennings or McGrone or you know McMillan or Macwell, like. Two or three of those guys have to be players, or else they're going to be in for a long season on Studs. that side of the ball. Yeah, guys that can make an impact, you know. And that's I just like that's what I feel like. At the end of the season, we're going to be like, just couldn't get after the passer. We just couldn't Mac get. Jo- the- How about Mac Jones? Mac Jones. We have a question from Amir. Guess not. Hi guys, <laughs> Alex and Mike. Oh, guess we're not here. They always wow. mess with the. Guess we're not here. <laughs> that was. Bad. Is that a shot at me? I think that it's was, a shot at you. So it's yeah. definitely a shot at you. That's usually reserved that's usually for Eric. For Eric gets the <laughs> hi guys and you're Eric a, is the that's the girl. phrase. You girl. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, wow. there's a lot of talk. <laughs> Mike about went back <laughs> to middle school in a hurry there. <laughs> Obviously, there's a lot of talk about second year jumps because of the large number of second year players, rookies, and free agents. Can yeah. you give examples for a player who has had a big second year leap, mm. and also a player who has had a second year regression? Oof. I mean, that's that's a question we've been asking the last few weeks. And, I, I mean, I don't really have somebody who didn't really look like they got it. I mean, rookies maybe a little bit. But, I mean, I'm struggling to come up with something off the top of my head of a guy that, you know, and, and I think people probably brain goes initially to, like, a receiver, a tight end, somebody who wasn't all that great in the first year and then all of a sudden the next year. like especially David Givens would be uh, one, but that goes back a long way. You know me. Like, mm. Don't ask me what happened three years ago. Ha- ask me what happened 23 yeah. years ago, and I got a shot. Um, David but Givens did was like a virtually nothing pick. as a rookie and was a big part of the team. So that would be like Trey Nixon this year. Yeah, I mean, but Givens you, did more than Nixon last year, but he yeah. was more of a special teamer yeah. and, and all. I can't really think. I know a lot of people want to lump all the free agents in to this second-year thing. I really can't think of a guy they signed who came in was kind of a disappointment. Then all of a sudden, the next year he was great. I, I can't like the closest thing I could come for that is Brandon LaFell. I was just thinking about him. That would mean, like but he did it like three games. In, like he got off to a really slow start. 
got some mop-up time in that blowout in Kansas City, and then was really good the rest of the year yeah. and was a big part of the playoffs. Yeah, and then... So even him, I don't think... Can, and then he kind of went the other but way. But then he went the other That's why I was thinking he's kind of an example of what the second part of the question was. I remember coming here and watching them play the Jets in 2015, and he had like eight drops or something crazy like that. I mean, even Cook... What, they, they just won one and done Cooks. They had Cooks for one year. Was yep. it 17? And then they just they yep. shipped them. That was it. So, I mean, he had a good year. I, I don't know what was wrong with, with that. Um... It's easier to kind of think of those those examples. I mean, Adelius Thomas, could you say I mean, he, he was had a good his Super best, Bowl? Yeah, yeah, his best year was his first year. year. And then he was he was downhill. You know, but a lot of the other high profile guys that they signed over the years never like didn't didn't even hit. So you know, like Ocho Butler Cinco. in there. I would I, I After Super Bowl, he can go number one corner. Yeah, he did. He he had a big year too, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That that would be a good one. Malcolm, yeah. but see, I told you, don't ask me what happened like recently. Ask me, yeah, 2014. I guess I'm thinking more about free agents and just guys that, oh, well, they need to learn the system. They need a year under their belt, and now they're going to get it. And I don't like it's yeah. just guys either got it or they didn't. And the other part that I, you know, people automatically, whenever a rookie draft pick sort of spends the year on IR mm. in some way, mm-hmm. people immediately think that that means they liked them and they, they kept, they, they fought to keep them around. Uh, and, I can't really think of too many rookie draft picks that spent the, the the first year on IR and then all of a sudden became key contributors. I mean, I'm sure that I'm missing some, but I don't really – I can't think of many yeah. that would fall into that. And there's a lot of draft picks that, you know, the Josh Bledsoe's and Cameron Groans of the world that spent most of the year yeah. on IR. I don't know if Bentley would qualify. I mean, I know, didn't he get hurt? Like, in like He started in his first game, though. Right, and then he Do was – you know I mean? Then he got hurt. Yeah, and then you he know got what hurt. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really good question because I mean it's such a key key point. But I, I can't really think of an I example can't think, I mean, of of. I'll, I'll keep thinking about that year two jump year know, like, two regression. Like Hogan like just came in just was kind fine of solid and player was fine. and was you know not real up or down perfectly adequate in his adequacy. Right. I feel like this time next year we could probably have an answer to that. Hopefully, we'll bookmark it. We'll see. I mean, there's going to be opportunity for these guys, and if nobody steps up, then you know, we'll table table that, like yeah, get back table to that. Yeah, like I, w- I would back. obviously. I think, love I think we should just sunset that conversation. Yeah, so. I would have obviously love to see like Janu or Nelly have a better year too. Uh, yeah, Janu, Janu needs to have a big, big second yes. year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's. And I wish I had a, faith a mailbag <laughs> question. Well, well, it's just like it's like. That's what I find myself asking is, like, what does a big year from John o. Smith realistically look like? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what 50 would... 50 catches? 50 catches, yeah. That sounds about That would be right. a career That's high. That's a little bit high for him and, you know, right? doing more. But is he... No, but specifically, how does that look? Is that is he a red zone guy? Is he, you know, a lot of Maybe a big play passes? guy? Is he a big play guy? How about, how about getting him down you know, catch and run? Like we saw Seems. the two plays in the spring is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. See, sometimes I think too much. I, you know, I try to extrapolate too much on the nonsense that we watch in shorts and t-shirts and i'm like yeah. maybe that's how they're going to try to use john o. smith remember those deep <laughs> crossing routes they're yeah. like 25 30 yards yeah 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 maybe they do yeah. that with him once or twice a game and he makes a you know a couple of those kinds of plays and you're like wow you know i was a you know he only had three catches but one of them went for 40 yards well, yeah. i don't know I mean, it's hard to ask Grasping for at straws. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to ask for more. I mean, would Hunter Henry have like ten touchdowns? Like, you know, I mean, it's. I know that it wasn't overwhelming production overall, but you know, red zone target what you needed. You know, it's, how do you how do you say? Well, and he's got to be better. Like, what and is you he, wonder 15? with him in the red zone. See, now he did have that one good year in the red zone with Tennessee, but based on what you saw last year, his lack of reliability in terms of 
where he was supposed to clunky. be in his hands. Clunky, yep. great word. Yep. Maybe you don't want to throw the ball to that guy in the red zone. Yeah. Right? Get you don't him, want a ball going space. off his hands and right, tight all those guys in, for, you know, in a small area, it's going to get picked off. Not much margin for error. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the hope. And I think that feeds into the concern of people about the offensive brain trust. And, you know, it, it, or, or do they understand how, how, what they want to do to get these guys – you know, more involved to a certain degree without going crazy and feeling like, all right, we need to force feed Jonu Smith now. Like, I don't think that's the answer either, but it's, you know, about finding what the right mix is and how do you experiment and find what's going to work best together is, you know, is it Parker on the outside and, hey, we're moving Aguilar around a little more those, those kind of things. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how much they play with it, how much they keep close to the vest too. Luke is sending us a message from the Netherlands. Long-time listener, first time writing in. His question would be, at what front would you want Mac Jones to improve in the next year? Uh, just decision-making, I think. You know, I mean, I, I think we've, we've gotten asked this before. Um, but, you know, just the pre-snap, getting everything down, getting everybody on the right page, getting the plays off when, you know, when you're going quick and, and not, you know, having to burn timeouts when, when the play clock runs down, not allowing free rushers. You know, just that that, that last overall, thing that you said is, that everybody's in order. Thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cut loose a protection and, and have somebody, you know, yeah. hammering me, which happened plenty of times. And I, I think that um, there's all the things that you said are probably all on the list. But I think that last part, if there was one major criticism, I think he did pretty much everything well last year, mentally. Get him into good plays, out of play um, stuff. Yeah. But I, I do think that he at times struggled with recognizing where that immediate pressure was going to come from, and I think he took sacks as a result yeah. of that. Um, so I'd like to see him get better at recognizing that and maybe get just getting better at being able to get into something off platform where they can make a play, you know, let's let's not lose the down automatically because well they dialed up a pressure and we weren't prepared for it and yeah. you know, we had to lose the play. Like I would maybe say some improvement in that. Yeah, and I would say just more like in a nebulous sense. Like I just I said last year he kinda sometimes had the vibe of the sophomore on the team who who got the starting job and is starting with all the juniors and seniors and you know just to have that more of a veteran presence and calmness about him. I thought he did a great job last year for a rookie coming in, but he was still a yeah, rookie. I don't have a lot of and complaints about moments, him last year as a rookie. I don't. Just overall, I think it's 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 not even anything I think that he necessarily needs to work on. Of course, he needs to work on a lot of stuff, but it's just about having that experience and that confidence now. And I think that that you know, is already sh- showing through a little bit on the practice field just in terms of his control, his calmness. And you know, the more of that, I think the guys feed off of that and, and they get confident too. Alex, you know how to take the phone calls? Yeah, you, I was just going to say, Matt might have to help me here, okay. but maybe we'll transition to some calls here. William in Philadelphia. Is he up? We'll get Hardy. Oh, Will, Willem and Philem? Yeah. Hello, Jamara. How hey. are you doing? Hey, Paul. Hey, hey, Will. Hi. Um, Hi. Is, it's actually Alex that's hosting today. Oh, Alex. Well, well, well. But okay. this is Tamara, though, talking right now. <laughs> I do, I do Sorry like to how we the just women are getting very I know. And their voices are getting mistaken for each other. It's so confusing. But Alex is running the ship today. Yeah. Uh, my question is, um, I must have asked about receivers and stuff and everything as far as that is concerned. Uh, so I just want to flip this another way around. And the question is also for you, Tamara, and Mike and Paul also. What if all? What if everything's just a disaster? You know, the coaching, the receivers, the the. Mm-hmm. I mean, the. Aren't you just a ray stuff. of sunshine? What if everything just this is a disaster? You know, what I mean, through the whole season and the Patriots, well, I like they were six and fifteen. I don't know. I'm just 
Six and fifteen. I don't know. What do, what do you think? What do they you were so think bad they made him play extra. I mean, um, if it really bottoms out, what do you, what does it mean? We're trading back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's and what's going to happen? What do you think will happen? I think it just means Bill Belichick wants a high pick, and it's all going according all, to plan. It was all part <laughs> of the plan. <laughs> I joke. Um, I joke. I'm kidding. I think Bill. I think they would have to be exceptional. I'm, I'm talking like four and thirteen for Bill to be Inept. in trouble. Right. Like really, right. like it's just a mess. Like every move they made was like, what are they doing? Um, Mac looks like he has no clue. Like I, I think it, it would have to be a total Lose a train wreck the for for them to to pull the plug. But I understand the question. Yeah. Like what happens okay. if it doesn't work? The city burns down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think it's. I, I mean, mean, I, I just I've said it before. Like. You had the you had the post Brady COVID season. It was what it was. You had the rookie quarterback. We just got a bunch of free agencies, and it's like are those seasons were what they were. But now it's like we're back right. where you, we are like now. You can and win seven is, or eight games, nine games, and like the world's right. not ending. Yeah, but you win three right. or four. Yeah, right. I don't know. That that's yeah. a train. I have record. a hard time imagining no. that scenario even happening. Like that would be. I just, I the think, sky would be falling. I mean, I just think this year you're going right. to get so many more answers about, you know, these draft classes that guys that haven't, you know, had to do anything. Like, what what is Josh Uche, Anthony Jennings, and Ronnie Perkins? What do those second and third round picks really look like? Because they've kind of been hiding behind the scenes now. And so, you know, if those guys break out and all, all right, well, these drafts are looking a little bit different here at the end of 2022 than they did at the start of 2022. Same token, though. If those guys all stink and none of them can none of them can play and none of them can get after the quarterback, then those drafts are going to look even worse. And you know, then we're really talking about things kind of okay. gaining steam. Did you, almost, and, uh, did you just fret that a little bit? Did you have a little? Did you have a little? Uh, <laughs> little, little verklempt? <laughs> okay. I'm okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thank William. Thank Thanks, you, William. William. Let's take Scott and Wellesley. He's been waiting very patiently. Hey guys, I'm really enjoying the show. You guys are doing a terrific job. Thanks, Scott. Whatever. Right, so I, had two, I, I had a question for Alex and a question for Paul, but I really enjoyed how you guys were doing the um, surprise make and the surprise cut. So can I get, just give you my turn yeah. before I ask you guys a question? Yeah. All right, so my surprise make would be Jawan Williams because I, I can't imagine he would make any football team other than USFL. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm assuming he, he'll be gone. And then my Another ray of sunshine. Would be Cam McGrone. Yeah, because I think because everyone else, all the other young linebackers are so poor, like uh, Perkins, Uche, and Jennings. Like people, you know, this guy hasn't even played, and people are making him sound in the media like he's going to come in and yeah. you know immediately contribute. But you know, our track record with Michigan linebackers is terrible, and you know, what's it, there's a chance this guy might not be healthy and might not be able to play. So I'm just curious about that before I ask yeah. the question to Alex and uh, Paul. Right. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Can you repeat the last part of the question? <laughs> it's my understanding there'd be no questions. Yeah, I, I think that McGrone is very much a question mark. I mean, yeah. he came in with a torn ACL. He didn't play at all, and everybody somehow spent the offseason, you know. Yeah, it's paint by number. It's, it's a, what they need, him. a fast linebacker that they drafted and hasn't played. And right, and he's a fifth-round pick. Like, it's not like they had this, you know, like, to your point, Mike, we don't know about Uche, Perkins, you know, Jennings. These guys were second- and third-round picks. They have some credibility with the draft status that I don't think McGrone has. We didn't see much of him, Scott, in the spring. He didn't – I don't know if he's hurt still or again, um, but we didn't see a whole lot of him with regular guys in the spring. I'm not anticipating – this is the, the – I'm going to go with the Fred Kirsch answer. Like, 
anything they get out of McGrone to me will be gravy because I'm not expecting anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate that, guys. Alex, here's my question for you. Okay. You know, I was looking at the draft from 2019, which I would consider to be the worst draft in Patriots history. And I'm wondering how how optimistic are you that the 2022 draft will be better? Um, it, it's interesting because they brought in a lot of guys into crowded areas, right? Um, yeah, they got the running backs. You got a couple defensive uh, backs. It's like you wonder. They, I don't know, a lot of uphill battles for those guys. There's so. M- I think the middle of the draft could be okay. The running backs and the cornerbacks. So I just had to pull out the 2019 draft class. Yeah. Well, while you're doing that, that kind of leads my question it's to very Paul, scary. which is. You know, in, along the same lines in terms of 2022 being a bigger bust potentially than 2019. You know, Tyquan Thornton, like, you know, he played in a conference where there was no defense played, and he had decent stats, but nothing great. But you look at him, and, he, you know, he has the small hands. Okay, fine, whatever. But you look at him, and he just doesn't – he looks like he's gonna, he's one crossing pattern away from being killed. So my question is, like, you know, what are the chances that this guy can give – can give you anything oh yeah well i'm I, sorry go ahead guys special speed yeah is the only thing i could say I, I would say that i wouldn't i'm not expecting anything from him this year but i do think when you lose potentially Aguilar and myers and you have some potential openings in your receiving core next year he should be prepared as a second round pick second year if he's not filling in one of those major roles next year yeah then that was a bad pick. Yeah. yeah that's but he has Paul, special you, speed. Paul, Paul you, you're talking about – you're not exactly talking about a loaded wide receiver core. And we've seen guys come in for the last five to ten years all over the league as yep. second and third-round picks and really make an impact. So doesn't this mean that you're kind of negative on him already? Yeah, I didn't like the pick. I thought he was picked too early. And I like some of the wide receivers that were picked around him. Yeah. He wasn't on my big board. He wasn't on Mike's big board, so that tells you that right off the go. <laughs> but Matisse had him. As a late-round pick. <laughs> as, a late <laughs> round, as, a late, as a late-round pick. Yeah, I mean, I think you summed it up, though. I don't I don't mean, I don't think any of us were like, wow, that's a slam dunk. I mean, it, it felt a little bit like you needed to get faster. You took a fast guy, but does it necessarily seem like your kind of guy that's been successful here? Not, not, not particularly. So, Alex, getting back to my question to you, do you think – the 2022 draft will be worse than the historically bad 2019 draft. I don't think it gets much worse than that. Well, 2017 was pretty bad, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I agree are, with Alex. You could so. almost say that this, this year's draft was bad. Well, I mean, I think, though, that, that what this draft class has going for it is you probably have a guy who's at least be your starter for five years at left guard. So, I mean, at the very yeah, minimum, you've got a guy that's going to play. Any good? Okay, but, I, hopefully, okay hopefully. but from the 2019 draft, Damian Harris. Yeah. You got like five running backs. All right, so you got a jag <laughs> in the third round as no, a running good. back, who you probably could have gotten in the sixth round. Right, and, and he's also probably going to be gone next year. <laughs> right, right. Sorry, did you call in asking, yeah. hoping to feel better? There's a, there's, there's a ray of sunshine. <laughs> Scott, don't be a stranger. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. A uh, uh, little negativity here. A little uh, bit. Later in the show. A little right? bit, but I mean, I think. William, uh, and F- William and Philem, who is just usually just looking for wide receivers, Really stepped it up today by just wondering what it would take to, to fire Bill Belichick. <laughs> okay, so also Jake Bailey 
was in that class. Another He's one who could be gone in August. <laughs> <laughs> be a surprise cut. <laughs> the punter. Uh, I mean, I think this draft class, yeah, like Cole Strange, he is what it is. We'll see how, how good he is. I mean, it, of course, if he's great all-pro guard, then that's a nice little bonus. But I really kind of feel like this class will be defined by those two running backs a little bit. And how do those guys fit in, you know, with Damian Harris's situation, with James White coming to the end? You know, are those two guys going to be able to complement Stevenson and give you a good core for the next three, four years? But, I mean, outside of that, how do, you, how do you really define the class? You know, I mean, maybe if one of these other offensive linemen that we haven't even seen yet. I mean, I saw Reese posted that in his notes this weekend of, like, Stuber is nowhere to be found. Hines and Stuber uh, haven't been around. <laughs> Stuber, <laughs> thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Sorry, sorry I forgot about them. Um, yeah, so, you know, but, so but again, two, like. The two years that those guys play before they're, they're on the yeah, physical and able to perform. I know. Well, well, and that's. get a kick return for right, Marcus and Jones. Right, and so, like. Successful. I am high on Marcus Jones. I am. I, I, I um, hope he, he's able to give them a, a dynamic kind of punt return element to their game. But but how do they contribute as as cornerbacks? Where do they fit in as cornerbacks? Are they slot cornerbacks? Can Jack Jones really play on the outside in the NFL? Like, But if you can get the two running backs and the two cornerbacks to be players, that's a, I mean, I think that's, that's solid right there because yeah. I think bare minimum, Strange is going to play. Sure. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. Right, listen, right. I'm not an all-22 guy. I'm not going to break down what the left guard did. You know, I know Probably Logan Minkins somebody. was really good. I know there were other guys that were just so-so. Like Joe Andrews, he was just solid. He was, I, I couldn't tell you the, the subtle differences between the two. I know Strange is going to play, but you know what? I would have told you Owenyi's going to play last year, and he right. wasn't good enough to stay in the lineup. Right, so right, who knows? Right. You don't say any of this to TJ, though, right? No, he's a center. <laughs> Centers are very important. <laughs> I make fun of him for being an offensive lineman every single day. Yeah, it was a good snap, good snap. You poor kids. <laughs> no, 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 I only have one offensive lineman. The other one's a receiver. <laughs> we like him. <laughs> we like him. No, TJ is my favorite. Yeah, he yeah, knows yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. What are you going to do? Hey, as a former high school tackle. He's I a dorky know. lineman. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. That's what we do. That's what we do. The fat kids who can't run. Go, go stand along the line. You know? <laughs> Block not some fun. people. Not fun. It's not fun. It's not football. It's fighting a guy. Like, just fight, fight, fight. Go into the huddle. This is what we're doing. I'm like, I don't know. What, well, I, what is like, this? Like what, I encouraged on him. On two? Okay. He, he, fight, played, fight, fight. he played tackle for a couple of years, and I encouraged him. I go, do you ever think about playing center? Because I just feel like, you know. A more, you get to yeah. touch the ball at least. Yeah, you're, like, like you get you the feel ball like every play. In. Like you, you know, you, you, it's almost all out of the shotgun. So there's some, you know, some pressure <laughs> right, right, there. Right. It's almost like he's throwing passes technically. Yeah, <laughs> like you completed every pass today. Too. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you got the preseason stats. Insert the Tamara. Oh my god! TJ snaps today. We're seven for <laughs> seventeen for seventeen. You try watching your kid play when he's playing the interior <laughs> offensive line. How'd I do? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Why? Tough, I was though. watching the ball like everybody I else. Know. Well, it'll be tough, too, though, when he's going Tell you, Costa like had a great game. Huge, giant dude that's going to just kick the crap out of your kid for the next, like, two. You know, oh, great. We're going against the all-state defensive yeah. tackle. And that's what I watch for, you know, in all seriousness, is I would check out, you know, the defensive line, and I'd be looking. I'd be like, ooh, that, he's going to have his hands full. That kid looks pretty big. And then, you know, the game would unfold, and he'd be yeah, fine. Absolutely. He'd Leverage, fine. technique, you know, he's got it. Does he not wear smart. gloves like Cole Strange? Um, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't wear gloves, but um, he's a little worried about it early in the year no. when his hands are. Edelman really only sweaty. gave him gloves for his older son. His younger son didn't get enough. That's true. <laughs> Edelman gave Will a couple of pair of the, the cutter gloves, and um, you know I, I didn't ask any of the offensive linemen. <laughs> you gave him a knee brace. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take these. <laughs> 
So, TJ. <laughs> David Andrews knee braces, TJ. Put them on. See how they fit. TJ is going to be this like, is so exciting. Why was everybody asking me why my father doesn't appreciate what I do? <laughs> TJ is so rock solid. It's it's he's uh, going to be a captain of that team. Yeah. If not next year, then definitely as a senior. Intangibles. Every team that TJ really has ever been criticism. on. Oh. Clearly, have a hibachi every party. team that TJ yeah. has ever been on has been better because he's on it. How's that for a compliment That's from great. his father? That's great. That's a good quote. Good logger room. Glue guy. guy. He's a glue guy. Glue guy. Love it. He just digs winning. Some yeah. of my favorite moments yeah. of watching his his him play football are on touchdowns when I see him running down the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's and it's way. almost like he's telling everybody, "I sprung him. Yeah. I made the <laughs> I block. Know. I made that happen." Uh, yeah. I would have done that. I never sprung anybody or made any blocks or had any. We did, I don't think we had a single touchdown that was maybe more than five yards the whole year. But, but no one no uh, one digs winning like TJ. Yeah. Ramon in Tampa wants to know, if someone you drafted in the last four years turned out to be an all-pro, who would you want it to be? I'm going to say Mac Jones. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That would be wonderful. <laughs> well, I think we're done here. I got, I got <laughs> Gunnar Olszewski, I got my wish. <laughs> Barmore. <laughs> Oh, that would imagine like Barmore defensive player of the year. Like, could we get that? Could, we, could I put that in, in, I like in that. out in space? Yeah, I love. I remember last year Barmore saying, like, I forget what the context was, but I think he was talking about like getting the quarterback. He's like, he will feel my pain. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that. He must feel my pain. Like, Barmore, Kyle Duggar, get it. Dar yeah, I mean, is that a is that like an Ed Reed situation? Could he be? I would hope so. You know, <laughs> is that like that's what it would have to be, right? Yeah. Are we now doing the non-Mac Jones version? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the 1B answer. Yeah. The 1B, my 1B is Barmore. See, now, for Barmore to be a pro bowl, is that kind of like this? Because right. he would have to sort of em emerge into more than just a run, like a run. Every down, and he had, like, at least 10 sacks. Now, yeah, now he's becoming one of those dangerous guys mm -hmm. if he's a pro People bowl. going to feel his pain. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to use that all year. I'm going to find that quote. <laughs> They're going to feel my pain. <laughs> Addiction? Pain. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened? I just went to get a Pepsi. <laughs> the whole show fell apart, Paul, while yes. you're out of the room. It's not the first time that's <laughs> happened. Mm -hmm. Well, let's bring it back because we have a pretty fun one. Spee, Spee in Fresno. Correct. For each of you, what's an unusual quirk, neurosis you have? Looking for something oh. analogous to Paul's issue with street grates. Oh, that is true. I witnessed that one. First hand. What, you just don't walk over them or nope. you avoid Wait, them? Nope. What? Did you drop keys or a cell phone in there once and have PTSD? No, no we no. saw a body drop in there. And <gasps> <laughs> no, Wait, did. what? No, not I won't walk over a street grate. Hmm. Unless, like, we're talking, I'm, I have to go into the street to do it, to get around it. I won't walk over it. I don't like it. He, like, grabs onto you. I don't grab onto <laughs> you. I just do you think of, like, the movie, like, It? Do you think he... Like the clown's no. going to no, come out of it? <laughs> no, like. I just said, fall to my death. <laughs> On a random street corner. Did you ever hear of a story of a street grate falling in? Sure. Yeah, right? Yeah. Happens. Never happened with me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what about to like anyone personal in your life that would make you have this fear? No. No. That, well, that's why it's irrational, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a rat. There's, no, there's not like it, uh, growing up, my my you know my friend fell Spee through in front of me. Probably could have yeah. titled this, you He's know, other than Paul, who has a litany of these irrational. No, that's what he wanted. He wanted neuroses. us to add to yours. I have he wanted a, to I hear the rest of, of ours. I have a lot of stupid. I, I'm I'm not very bright <laughs> in general. Not a strong. Not, not you're not good. <laughs> you're not 
good. I don't really have any. Do you guys have any? I don't. I don't think I do. I, I don't, don't think I have any I weird like I do. quirks. I feel like. I'm or at least that I'm willing OCD. to share with the uh, general public. Uh, I will say, and this is probably counts as close to Paul's. But I was getting gas one day, and, like, I had started the pump and then got back in my car. Some stranger came up to my window and was like, hey, you really shouldn't do that anymore. Like, you know that by doing that and getting back in the car, like, you could start a fire. From, oh, like, while you were pumping. Yeah. So no. pumping and then getting in the car. I would fight that person. And so <laughs> like, because he said that, advice, bye. because he said that, now I will stay outside and not get back in my car. Something about. I'd never heard that. Yeah, he like came that up to my window and warning. knocked. You're not supposed to be. So it can really either. happen. So it's on the, all the labels at the gas pumps. Now it's be careful of static electricity. How can you do that? I don't. How do you be careful of static? I, I got a weird one. I, I don't like the underside of boats. <laughs> you said quirky, so like, so no, like, it's good. I'm on my friend. I'm on my friend's boat in uh, Martha's Vineyard, and we like dock it, and like I jump. If I jump off the boat, I like can't look at the underside of it. Like what specifically? About I, it just it. creeps me. Out. I think it's like from seeing Titanic or Poseidon, just like when it goes upside down. That's just like the my algae that's on. So the not even like the, the propeller. Oh no, that freaks me out too. I just don't see that freaks me out. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. I well, think mine is. I have a thing with loose change, like in coins oh, and I, money. Uh, if you put like change yep. on my kitchen counters, <laughs> yep. like I have a little piggy, like people love doing that, just emptying yeah. their loose change out of their pockets onto counters, and I have a little glass jar specifically for that because I like my counters to be clean and immaculate and very sterile. And when you bring money and change and put it on my counters, I lose my mind. I have to instantly sanitize it. It's all I can think about. So now Alex should have been here for our soap and shower conversation clearly because (laughs) you'd be very alarmed for what we were talking about last week. Don't bring it back up. (laughs) I feel like your house is spotless all time. I like it to be. (laughs) I like it to be. I would say I'm the same. I think I'm very OCD. Yeah. I have some OCD in me. Like I, when I when I load the dishwasher, like the small force go together, the oh. bananas go oh, together. Yeah. The okay, no, I'm yeah. not yeah. OCD. No. See, people like Beth. I think just likes to torture me, and she just throws them in, knowing that I'm gonna go back <laughs> and, <laughs> fi- yeah. and fix it. I definitely just throw them in. Like, well, that's like I. And I hope my wife isn't listening right now because we're getting into territory. Um, no, I, I in the same way. Like I like to like put the forts together. Like and then like, when I put things away, I organize them. But when you put it away, you grab like the forks. Yeah, grab right. The Boom. Instead of like, like I don't have to say spoon, <laughs> knife, fork, spoon. Right. Big knife, steak knife over there. Right. So it's very wow. easy, Mike. Because you're a TikToker, have you yep. seen the TikTok where it's like the hamper and it's like where the clothes should go, where my husband puts the clothes. Oh, like right in front of the hamper. Yeah. Do you I do don't that? appreciate that making do fun you of husbands. Do you do that? No. Yeah. 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 Yes, I do. Yeah. I don't. So the hamper is right there, and you don't put it in the hamper. You put it on the floor. Well, sometimes, but the hamper that's in there is technically the kid's hamper, and our hamper is in our room, so I te- save things for the hamper in our room. Does that make sense? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he has so no true. hang-ups. <laughs> <laughs> do you have, like, a chair in your room that all the clothes just inevitably ends up on no, top of? No, just kind of in the it's closet. It's like you wore it or you tried it yeah, on, but it's on the, not dirty, on the so it yeah, becomes a, little a bit. chair outfit. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, in the, in the closet, you know. We don't really have a chair, but Beth has that mentality. I just wore this. I'm just going to put it here on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like, why could you just put it away? I just have a stupid dry cleaning bag that has been building for about four or five months now. <laughs> I just can't seem to bring my that. Maybe that's my quirk is like putting off going to the dry cleaner. I brought mm. all my all my shirts and stuff home to be mm. 
dry cleaned. Yeah. Twice. So I haven't gotten dry cleaned. What do you say when you go to the dry cleaner? What do you get? What do you ask for? What's the service? Do you Nothing. say dry clean these? Yeah. Because it's all, I, I'm still confused and intimidated by the dry cleaner. What do you I've like? never been. Light starch. You say how shirts you got and then you they see, do you, it. I never, do you yeah, dip they, into the yeah. starch territory at all? No. Talk to them about it's starch. It's not like 1978. No. <laughs> But but sometimes they'll they'll wa- they can wash them but not dry clean them right like they wash some stuff like only certain things need to be dry cleaned right and right. they'll dry clean what needs to be dry cleaned you don't have to specify well dry you wouldn't clean bring all of your clothes to be dry cleaned no just your you know your suit pants and your nice shirts yeah, to be your, fair. your suits your jackets yeah. your shirt you know dress shirts yeah. have you taken your clothes to like one of those wash and fold places no no Beth used to no. do that when she lived in the city though life-changing like they did it for you yes i did it in new york when i I would drop it off in the morning before work and pick it up afterwards yeah she says it's phenomenal it's crazy like your your clothes have like not one tiny wrinkle in it Oh, it's like everything is like perfectly pressed and folded it's crazy i would love that it's crazy and you gotta put it away yes but i mean at least you beat like the washing drying folding part and you're just putting it away oh, or you can just no put no it on your clean clothes chair and just admire right. the, yeah, <laughs> the pile evidently alex is a clean clothes chair <laughs> <laughs> alex are you someone who has like lots of open water bottles in your house mm-hmm. oh there's a way any water bottle that like has a little bit left in goes it's plant food okay there hmm. oh that's good yeah. yeah just right to the plants yeah i like that some people end up with like Five on their nightstand, five downstairs on the kitchen table, just three in their car, three at their desk. Everywhere. Yeah. I think I just grew up with so many like siblings and people running around the house that it was just like I How many siblings you have? I'm one of four and then I have an older stepsister too that like didn't wasn't raised in our house. And what are the what are the what do you got? They're all younger. My oldest. I'm the oldest of four. My brother and sister, Nate and Danielle, are twins. They're a year and a half younger than me. And then Juliana's the baby. She's 20. Oh, so we got twins. Well. And then the dogs. Just All right, chaos. No, hey. I grew <laughs> up didn't in ask. chaos. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the oldest of four, line. too. On dogs. Only dogs child. On that. Ooh. Yeah, that's Ooh, nah, I love it. Only child syndrome <laughs> is real. It is yeah, real. It is. My friends yell at me for it all It's time. very You don't real. really seem... You don't I, come I was going to say, like you are the least... I know a handful, and you're the least... <laughs> only child stereotypical yeah only i really child. would never to call in and argue that i would so. never <laughs> i invite that but i would never like pick you for that no i mean yeah it's life hmm. <laughs> yeah you, i can usually you weird and self-centered that's, what <laughs> 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 that's oh my gosh all right let's do uh, one last email before we wrap things up here ray from st louis hello family i'm going to my first patriots game this year it will Ooh. be the first game of the season versus miami let's go I have a few questions. What are some cool activities you all have got into while down there oh. in Miami? Oh, well. I've never been down there. <laughs> well. It's in Miami? Yes. Yeah. I'll say quiet on this one. Winwood. <laughs> also, how would you describe their stadium? Hot. I've never hot. been there. I don't know. Do it we know hot. the time of the game yet? 1 p.m. Ooh. It, it's not a, bad, not a bad stadium. It's a little old mm-hmm. uh, at this point, they but it's not a bad place. They, yeah, they have. They're another one. No. Um, they've chosen to renovate um, rather than rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> well, rebuilding would also punish the University of Miami as well because they use that stadium. So that would be wild. The Canes. Yes. Um, but I would say Winwood, um, as a former Steve? Miamian, Winwood is amazing. What is um, it? Restaurant? Yeah. Winwood is like the lots of like art. Um, oh. There's a lot of great restaurants. 
their bars if you're open to that. But it's a good area. Um, I would recommend that. Do not go to South Don't Beach. Don't go to South Run Beach. Run away from South Beach as fast as you And if, God forbid, you have to go to South <laughs> Beach, do not eat at a restaurant on Ocean Avenue yeah. at all. Just no. don't do it. Don't do it. do it. I recommend Wynwood for eating. Um, look up the like local beaches. Don't go to South Beach. Like, There's no need. You can go to other beaches. Yeah. I live there. Never just went to South drive Beach up ninety five. Yeah. The wharf. Go well, to the wharf. But what if you don't go to wharf? Don't go to live. Nah, go to wharf. Go like, to wharf. But if you're a tourist, no. you just want to go and Space. you want to really see 11. the scene. Then you can Google it scene. and see the scene. Google, 11, yeah. Google, Google it 11. and look at the scene. <laughs> go to <that> eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't. do remember in oh god, I forget what year it was. Probably like oh four ish, and we were. It was one of those that we went for a while. We were there like. Friday, maybe Thursday or Friday, and Brian Mori, who used to work with us, um, and I were just sitting by the pool at the hotel, and William McGinnis walks up to us and just, like, starts ripping us. You two were sitting at the at the hotel rather than going out. Like, go to South Beach. Go to the Strip. Mm-mm. Go do something. Go to Fort Lauderdale. Go somewhere. Get out of here. I don't want to see you guys. In 20 minutes, I don't want to <laughs> see you. <laughs> we drank... 110 beers each and we're not seen until like the next <laughs> afternoon <laughs> i don't even remember where we went but it was a good trip yeah. there were a lot of patriots fans there for the game obviously Always. and yeah. it was just one huge boston fest dilly yeah. dilly. <laughs> there's something for everybody i would also <laughs> recommend um if i don't know if you're driving or flying but i one fly into fort lauderdale and not miami yeah great um, advice. the stadium is much closer to that airport and i and would you also don't have to deal with like taking the train yes Mi- miami's tough you guys yes. are like florida girls it's like I, a whole yeah. new podcast I would say going on I like florida girls if they stay in south beach that uber to hard rock stadium is going to be a hundred dollars so i would suggest staying somewhere closer to miami gardens fort lauderdale Closer to the stadium versus more in family fun probably for you in f- the Fort Lauderdale yeah. side of things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I just think if you're not driving and you have to Uber everywhere, it's going to be so expensive and a lot of traffic. Yeah. It's too much. So stay closer to the stadium. Well, there you go. Let us know. Keep your doors <laughs> locked. Mm-hmm. Miami's crazy. Like Miami's different now. Really? I was living down there for like six months this time around this time last year, and I don't know. It was just the crime was kind of. I don't think I could live in Florida. I think I could do three weeks in Miami, and yeah. I'd be over it. Miami, I couldn't, but I could definitely live in Boca. I could definitely live in West Palm. I could move back to Miami tomorrow. Yeah. Today. <laughs> Today. You just Flex moved Flex to Providence. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Miami, especially like Miami. Brickle and Wynwood, like, <laughs> yes, I could live that life. I really definitely. It. My favorite place that I've lived this far. Tamara by way of Virginia, Indiana, New York, Colorado, <laughs> <laughs> Florida, oh. Boston, Providence. <laughs> Paul by way of Boston. <laughs> Boston, Everett, mm. Peabody. <laughs> that's it. All, all right. right. Well, I feel like that's all we got for you guys yeah. today. It's like perfect Fred heading a little early. You know, just got to mean you go to. What do you got to mean? Yeah, I'm, no, I got I got real work to do. Oh, wow. I mean, got some stories to write. It's like he sent he and sent her an email. Be like, and in this four and, minutes and early, ended four minutes early. All those evergreen stories that you save up for this time of year <laughs> to finally write. Okay. All right. I love the background music that's like playing, like, like playing you off the stage. It's like yeah. the Grammy acceptance yes. speech. I just, I just want to thank my wife. I love you, honey. I'll see you soon. Thank you. And Mike promises not to uh, put his laundry on the floor. He's going to actually put it in the <coughs> hamper and put the dishes correctly in the dishwasher. What mm-hmm. else? Anything else? Maybe some more soap talk next week. I heard we, Fred has an update. 
Oh, I hope not. No updates. He might actually come back from vacation with some updates on... We should get him to call in. Does anyone know where we he should. went? Yeah, see you guys Thursday. Bye. Adios. <laughs> Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.